For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. All right, a huge amount of money paid out by the council for claims particularly related to the state of our footpaths. This is just Cork City Council alone, where they're saying they paid out over 8 million euro on public liability claims between 2019 and 2023. And nearly 5 million of that was for claims relating to footpaths, which would be falls and trips and all sorts of stuff like that. Now, there's a handy old amount of money paid out as well for potholes, uh, over a million, but the vast majority of footpaths. So it's footpaths and potholes. Council hit for an €8 million euro claim. I don't know if they set money aside in anticipation of these kind of claims, but it's like as if we're back in the 90s again and the noughties again when we were the compo capital. I'm not for a moment suggesting that there weren't genuine claims. I'm quite sure that there were. Talking about claims for different things, the Middleton flooding of course and the devastation that it meant to homeowners and indeed to businesses um, it, I'm rather worrying now to say over the last few days about midweek onwards last week, started to get calls and started to notice different articles and people who were having difficulty trying to get some of the relief funding that we were told they would get very very quickly. Some of the businesses had the forms returned back to them saying that they were filled in incorrectly and others including homeowners are saying that they're just too difficult uh, to fill in. But there is one particular story of an anonymous resident from Middleton um, in the Echo this morning says she felt um, as if support for businesses are the ones that everybody's honing in on who are struggling to recover from the damage but that householders like her appear to be forgotten. This is the second time that her home was flooded and God knows we had many of those kind of stories on the air during and after the aftermath of Storm Babette. She says, I was like a zombie walking around. I had no sleep for two weeks afterwards and for the first 48 hours I never went to bed at all because I was the only one stranded here and of course she like many others is just in the upstairs of the house and feels as if she has been completely forgotten about. She says the forms that residents have been given to fill out to claim financial assistance are very complicated to fill out um, as two quotations are needed for the work to help the householders restore their properties. Why is it that nothing can be simple and straightforward and just do what it set out to do quickly and efficiently? And on top of all of that, unfortunately, an awful lot of the local builders and those involved in construction and refurb are snowed under with calls from residents and they're completely backed up as it is. So if you're amongst the residents, I would love to get an update from you. Text 0868104106 as to how you've been getting on with regards to filling in forms and getting emergency funding and assistance because there are a couple of different funds, there are different forms and me, even looking on from the outside, I find it dizzyingly confusing. Of course, um, issues regard well, issues, um, it's, it's a full-on onslaught against areas of the Gaza Strip, for sure it is. It dominates many of the front pages of the papers today and it's not helped in any way, shape or form by an Israeli minister claiming that Palestinians can go to Ireland or go into the deserts. Now, the Israelis are very critical of Ireland and have been, and of course it was quoted in the papers over the last couple of weeks, that we wouldn't be seen to be as as friendly towards Israel, perhaps as other international countries. These are um, Israeli politicians saying that, and indeed members of the public who were interviewed in, in Jerusalem. But this is far from acceptable to say that the monsters in Gaza should find a solution for themselves and that nuking Gaza, this fellow says, Amichal Elahu, he says that uh, nuking the Gaza Strip is one possibility. Um, now, go to Ireland or the desert or dropping a nuclear bomb 
um, on, on Palestine or indeed the Gaza Strip, of course, is not acceptable language. So he has been suspended by Netanyahu now, um, this Israeli minister, for saying that a nuclear bomb was a possibility for Israel to use in the Gaza Strip area. Um, and that's a story that's picked up in The Independent this morning. It's all the red tops today, the Israeli minister uh, who talks about Ireland, the desert and dropping a nuclear bomb. But there is an Irish connection to it. It's an eight-year-old girl. Front page of the mirror talks about um, eight-year-old Emily Hand. It had been thought that she'd been killed by Hamas last month, but now it's thought that she's alive and held hostage. And everybody is calling for a ceasefire, an immediate ceasefire. And everybody is also calling for an immediate release of all of the hostages. So her family believe that it's highly likely uh, well, she was abducted, um, but that she could well still be alive and that she is among the hostages. So that's the story that's picked up in the inside pages then, where it says it's believed that Emily was originally was believed that she was killed on October 7th because she was on a she was on a sleepover with a friend. And then the militants, the um, Hamas um, fighters stormed their kibbutz. Uh, and we know of the huge loss of life and we also know of the awful, awful injuries and indeed the seizing of hundreds of hostages. She could well be amongst them, according to the papers today. Uh, Other stories from home. Um, We see that our own children continue to struggle in a country that is supposed to be never doing better. Um, God knows, tell that to people who um, really struggle on a daily basis. And this is a stat from The Independent this morning that says that one in seven Irish children are facing poverty in the sense that they don't have enough to eat uh, and their life really is certainly way below what it should be in a country that's supposed to be doing really, really well. Uh, so one in seven uh, facing poverty and also issues then with regards to their education because we continue to struggle uh, to find teachers. We know of the issues with regards to members of the Garda Shikana or indeed people in uh, medical facilities that could be doctors or nurses and things like that. Uh, but certainly primary school teachers, a big problem. And, and here's, the de- here's the deal on that. The Irish Times this morning is saying that we're at least 800 short of teachers for primary schools. So what's happening now, where a school is short of primary school teachers, they are moving the special education teachers to cover for the shortage of primary teachers in the mainstream classes. And that means that the vulnerable pupils, without support of, uh, of the, um, you know, the special education teachers, are left swinging in the wind themselves. Uh, so it's like a domino of negativity, if you like. Uh, I know we had the Fianna Fáil Ardesh at the weekend, and Micheál Martin covered an awful lot of ground, amongst them the fact that he uh, wants to stay on as Fianna Fáil leader after the next election. Now, when that will be, who knows? It could be the back end of last year, it could be next summer, or it could be February or March of 2025. Not so sure there would be a good idea to have kind of a winter election, you know? Wouldn't you be better off doing something like that during the summer when people's spirits are high and they might be a bit more forgiving of Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. But again, he's just echoing in the papers this morning and at the Ardesh of the weekend what he said to us on the air, that there is no big job in Europe, he says, that he is happy to run in the next general election and that he wants to lead Fianna Fáil into the next government. As to what that will be, who knows, lads? Who knows? I think it may be coming very close to the time... (laughs) Maybe coming very close to the time when I'll have to pay my television license. <laughs> I've been holding out like many others, but I wouldn't call myself a coward at the end of the day. But I don't relish a court appearance over the goddamn thing. And apparently, they are seriously. 
turning up the heat against us that still remain unpaid for our television licences. Um, and it's a big figure of people, to be honest with you. Um, apparently, on post in the last year, have looked for nearly 12,000 summonses for court. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. And they're far from finished. So if you are like me and you haven't paid and you held out because of all of the waste of RT's money and the scandal after scandal and the disgraceful situation they find themselves in and continuing to go to government with a begging bowl... But yet we see the pension pots they have for their uh, for their big stars and their staff. See that at the weekend, mother of God, there are loads and loads of them have pension pots like that are in like three quarters of their salary when they retire. Now, where in the where in the public sector would you in the private sector would you get anything like? They'd be looking to get maybe three percent contribution from your employer. But anyway, I digress. Don't get me started. So it looks like more and more of us, if you haven't already, got the red letter saying this is definitely the last time we're going to ask you for it, and the next time you'll be before a fellow or a girl who bangs the gavel and sends you to jail. Um, no, but seriously, it's probably time at this stage. Uh, also, I see the papers this morning, a bit of a U-turn from the Green Minister, Eamon Ryan. He said it would be completely unenforceable to have any kind of a ban on electric scooters for children, particularly those under, under 15. Now there's been a U-turn, and rightly so, because these things are deadly in the wrong hands. You see them on all sorts of different roads, including the South Ring. And God knows, all too often you see people on scooters with no lights and no reflective gear whatsoever. But apparently now, according to the examiner's front page, there will be legislation to restrict um, e-scooter riders under the age of 15 from jumping up on them and going on their merry way. How would you enforce it, though? I mean, it's hard enough trying to enforce things with regards to... uh, people in motor cars as it is trying to stop people who are scooting around and checking on their age up on an e-scooter as they're darting in and out of trouble in and out of tr- uh, traffic um, from traffic to trouble um, trouble and it's trouble that we brought back from the World Cup apparently I, I don't know whether it's the Red Tops having a punt on this but they, you know remember the warning that if you're going to, to France for the Rugby World Cup there was an infestation of bed mites everywhere and public transport and in couches and settees and in restaurants and hotel bedrooms and mattresses and everything well the sun this morning is said, has said that the, um, the bed mites have come back from France and they're rugger buggers who've returned with the French. But from one form of sport to another, um, who was it that said, who was it that said, if I could just second remember who said it now, the old saying that uh, golf is a good walk spoiled. Ask, no, was it, no, it wasn't Oscar Wilde, but it was somebody like Oscar Wilde. Was it George Bernard Shaw springs to mind? Anyway, I think it was George Bernard Shaw. But he's wrong anyway, ever it was, because a round of golf is actually, for those in retirement, they look to people over the age of 65. Playing golf makes you mentally sharper and staves off dementia. There you go now. That's your get-out-of-jail card for a wife or partner who's a, who's a golf widow. Golf you know, widow, yeah. You know the golf widow. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the it's, only it's, game it's, that could take maybe five, four hours to play yeah. and then lunch and dinner or a few pints afterwards and it's a seven or eight-hour day. Ah, uh, yeah. It's like, well, it's like cricket, you know. It's like it's just to spend the whole day out. Sure, why not? Like you're going to take half the day off anyway. Yeah, but cricket, cricket's popularity would be minute enough. I mean, I I do love cricket and everything, and it's yeah. fantastic. And people play it, but golf though is very very popular. But it causes anyway it causes an awful lot of rows and disharmony in the home because <laughs> uh, because the wife is off playing golf seven or eight hours a day. Yeah, the wife. Yeah, see? she's always off playing golf. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the quote to golf is good walk spoiled was taught to be from Mark Twain, but it actually came from a book published in 1905 uh, by Leon. 
Leon Wilson. But uh, on the subject, oh, so it wasn't George Bernard. It wasn't George Bernard. Oh, yeah, no. But uh, I just on that subject, I'm gotten back into golf recently myself, right? And he has this app called Hole 19. It, it, it tracks your shots and it kind of tracks your distances around the place, whatever. Blah blah blah. It's like a fitness app kind of thing of golf. But I played 53 holes last month in October which was quite an achievement given the weather that we had and over that 53 holes the app has told me I only got that email this morning so this is why I bring it up uh, 8 hours 15 minutes I spent on the course now I largely kind of go around by myself in the weekday afternoons you fly around you know I'd spend most 8 hours to play 53 holes that's fast that's speedy yeah it's pretty pretty speedy but I I, apparently I covered over 16 miles 16.3 miles you're you're young enough anyway not to have a whole lot of brain issues going on with regards to slowing <laughs> some, down the brain some people around. would disagree but, but, <laughs> but the, the survey is saying aged over 65 they can solve puzzles faster than people who don't play golf and they solve them even faster the minute they come off a golf round absolutely because golf is uh, it's a tactical sport you know like, the head. yeah absolutely yeah. I mean you don't always end up going down the middle oftentimes you're trying to find your way around a tree so it's uh, you know there's a bit of thought to go well it's, it. it's also the, the mental uh, ability to be able to find your ball in the rough right <laughs> Yeah. Or pick up somebody else's if you can't. So find the it issue wrong. here really has to do with people who could use this as a good excuse to get into grief at home for playing golf, saying, "Well, you want me to stave off dementia, don't you? You want me to remain physically and mentally sharper, don't you?" Well, the research is out now to say that this actually happens by playing golf. And one other one, lads, before I just move on, and I love this, is from Saturday's Telegraph. Could I just have a couple of seconds on this one? Um, are you still living at home? Yeah. You know you're buying a house, so you're yeah, still yeah. living at yeah, home. Yeah. You know the Italians, right? Okay. Like, we have a good family unit here, traditionally in Ireland, okay? Yeah. But the Italians, the family unit in Italy is very, very, very strong. Yeah. You know? Um so much so that way too many Italian men are still living with Mama and Papa. Mm-hmm. There's a story that went to court there recently where a 75-year-old Italian woman um, has now been given the right by the courts to boot out her big baby adult sons because she's accused them of sponging off her for too long. The mother has been trying for years to evict her sons who are aged 40 and 42. Ah, here. Hang on, hang on. Because they both have their own full-time jobs. They should be able to stand on their own two feet. They never, ever pay for any of the household bills and they don't help with any of the housework itself. So they're full-time workers with lots of dosh, but they're loafers at home and they don't contribute. So she went to court and the judge agreed. And the judge has given the two brothers until December 18th to sling their hook and leave the parental home. The judge said, she said, that the parents had a responsibility to care for their children, but only until they reached adulthood, which is deemed to be the age of 18. The... These guys are into their 40s and she said beyond a certain age children can no longer insist that the parents are obliged to maintain them. But you see they got away with it for so I long. Just, I just I can't Why would they move? Why would but why would you want to stay? Because I mean, your mammy cooks for you. She cleans for you. She tidies up after you. She does the laundry and the washing and the drying for no, you. But like you've no indepe- like where's all your independence gone? Do you know what I mean? Like I that's why I mean I uh, I don't know. I, I struggle. I totally understand if you're stuck and you're, you know, you can't get out because you're struggling to buy a house. That's totally different. And But I can't understand why, if you can get out, why wouldn't you, like, you're in your 40s. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, as I said, there's people listening, I'm sure, this morning that are in their 40s. I know, 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 I But the loafers, like, why would you want to? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, they're two, they're two brothers, they've got full time jobs. Wouldn't you think they might go off and share an apartment? Yeah, together? exactly. You know I mean? Share an apartment yeah. together, yeah. yeah. Maybe they. <laughs> 
just can't stand the sight of each other. Maybe each one thinks the other one is a loafer. Maybe they're both in denial, so they don't want to move on. Well, with we'll each have other. to see what happens as a consequence to this, whether they're going to be Italian mothers kicking out kids all over the place after this court ruling. Or indeed, let's get the thoughts of people listening to this program. Text 0868 104 106. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818 Red FM. All right, one of the things I was dealing with on Friday was telling you there was seven Fridays to Christmas. Um, that was last Friday, so the up and coming one, of course, will be six Fridays to Christmas. And we'll do the maths on that and work out how many days it is to Christmas at this stage. But uh, certainly the clock is ticking. Um, I got an interesting email, a couple of different ones actually in over the weekend. One was the price of Bruce Springsteen tickets for the upcoming game down in Parky Cueve and the other one then had to do with panto tickets uh, particularly for the Opera House here's what it says and of course everybody wants to go to the panto it's a huge big popular event uh, at Christmas time why wouldn't it be um Anyway, emailer says, I'm all for supporting the arts and enjoy bringing my kids to the Opera House for the Panto. After an absence of a few years, this year I was planning on bringing my two grandchildren who are now at the right age to enjoy it. I went on to the Opera House website over the weekend to make a reservation as I wanted to get in early. I was horrified to discover tickets are priced at €40 Euro each for both adult and child. It works out at €37.50 Euro for the ticket and a €2.50 booking fee for every ticket, which is €40. Euro. There was no option in either either for the matinee or other shows for a family ticket or a reduced child ticket or a reduced price for matinee. All the same price. To add insult to injury, they automatically also look for a donation to the arts on their site as you go to check out. Across the river at the Everyman, the tickets are €35 Euro plus a €2.50 Euro booking fee. However, they do have some weekday specials of €134 Euro for four tickets at least. Suffice to say, I'll have to think again uh, or maybe come up with a new tradition for my grandkids as it's quickly becoming an activity only for the affluent. Now, th- that's quite interesting because I would have thought in my innocence that there would be two different ticket prices. Do you know the way it would be? That you would have a ticket price for an adult and let's say if that was €40, Euro, let it be €40. Euro. But for a child, I mean I'm second about an 8 or a 10 or a 12 year old, that it would be substantially less than that. But apparently it's one ticket, one price for all. Now I'm open to correction on that but that's my understanding of it. We looked at last year's prices then and they were the very same. An adult ticket was €40 Euro, and a child ticket was also €40. Euro. So if you if you're, if you're talking about two parents and, say, two children, you're talking about €180 before you buy a bag of popcorn or a bag of sweets or a bottle of Coke. Um, and indeed, if you have a bigger family, if you have two adults and three or four children, multiply that number also by 40. So you have to wonder whether that's big money. And the other one then had to do with, and I'm only seeing the actual ticket here now for the first time, the full ticket price for Springsteen, which is pitch standing. Um, full price ticket, pitch standing. Um, okay, I don't know what the actual... Oh, yeah, €136.25 Euro and 25 cent each, which means that if you were buying two standing on the pitch, it would cost you €272.50. Euro and 50 cent. Why has it got so dear? Wouldn't you think that a standing ticket for the pitch for Bruce Springsteen or whomever would be in and around €70? Euro? And that would be plenty for a pitch standing ticket. There's no seat involved in this. I'm quite sure if you looked at the seated, 
Actually, let's have a look at the seated and see what prices they are. But €136.25 for a pitch standing ticket seems a bit rich for me. We're a very, very expensive country, I can tell you. We really and truly are. Anyway, text on that. Text 0868104106. Panto tickets are dear. Certainly if it's €40 Euro per child. I mean, it's not as if it's something you would do on a whim. You'd have to sit down and plan it, wouldn't you? And you'd certainly have to budget for it. But Christmas, regardless of that, we asked a question uh, online over the weekend uh, and we posted a question on Facebook regarding Christmas because it was following up on a text that I got and it said, oh my God, we've only just finished Halloween and I've already seen places putting their Christmas lights up. What's wrong with people? It's the first week of November. Nobody wants to see your stupid lights up and your reindeers. When is it acceptable, Neil, to start celebrating Christmas? So we asked you guys with regards to that. Big response by text and also by call. Bernice is standing by, so is Laura, so is Alison. First up, Brian, good morning. Good morning, Neil. When is is a good time, do you think? Do I think... Well, um, I replied on, on the Facebook page and I said, it's a, it, it involves a simple flow chart. Okay? It, what? Chart it was a flow chart. You ask the question, is it November? And the answer is either yes or no. And if it is yes, November, well, it's not yet Christmas yet. <laughs> so that was quite a simple answer, wasn't it? Oh, I see your text here now. Simple flow chart to work out if it's Christmas. Is it November? Yes. Answer, it's not Christmas. Full stop. So, so when, when do you think is a good time? Uh, first of December, I suppose. Right. Okay. Um, if you remember, this, if you remember, do you remember Frank Kelly released a song, the late Frank Kelly released a song years ago, The Twelve Days of Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the clues and the hint there, The Twelve Days of Christmas. Christmas. I'm not being a Scrooge or anything. Or that would make it almost nearly close enough to mid-December then. Yeah, I remember when I was when I was in school years and years ago. Um, we used to put up the decorations at home the day we get the holidays, which is like the 21st, 22nd of December. Oh, that's very late, though. Yeah, well, that was long. That, that's <clears throat> X amount of years ago, like when I was younger, you know. Um, but uh, and then take them down the day after Women's Little Christmas. See what happens now is that here in Cork. Christmas is tripping over Halloween and Christmas is tripping over the Guinness Jazz Festival and all sorts of... Christmas is tripping over midterm. It shouldn't be that way, really. Sure, it shouldn't. It shouldn't because you get... You, you get I suppose you'll get tired of it. Uh, you know, after after a while, you'll, you'll say, oh, God, how many more weeks of Christmas? It's only three weeks of Christmas and whatever it is. And the lights and the decorations have been up for, you know, a month kind of thing. And, oh, you get... Kind of saying, and it's not be, it's not be, being Scroogey or anything. That I've got some friends there who just love the Christmas and, and and stuff like that. But that's just in my humble personal opinion. Yeah, you know? I know, I know. I, do do you think that maybe one of the main reasons for a very long lead into Christmas, albeit the first week of November, and sometimes even you hear Christmas advertising in the month of October, that it's all to get people to spend more money. Oh, it is a course. It is a course. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, like, oh, you have to get presents for the Christmas and get stuff like that in. And and then I, I find then that Christmas becomes a bit of an anticlimax. Then, like when it does come around, it's you know yourself Christmas Day. You're kind of saying, oh, this is it. So and it's then, always an anticlimax climax in that regard. There's the massive lead-in for this one day, and you wonder. <laughs> you always end up saying, I'm never going to do this again. I'm never yeah. ever going to get worn out like this or caught like this again. But we do, and, and, 
and then it seems as they then right there's loads of things organised for people just to get out of the house you've got your you know the, the, the ran boys are singing the ran as we used to do long ago and there's um, you know you've got stuff like puck fathers and um, Christmas swims uh, bowling yeah. Christmas swims bowling competitions um, and soccer games football games whatever and you know and, and the pubs are usually pretty busy on seems as day as well because people have just been cooped up for the one day that they've been and tell me this now did you did you grow up in the city or the county I grew up in the county and was it a, is it a very different Christmas in the countryside uh, well, I suppose it's the same everywhere really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I'm um, just wondering are the traditions different? You said you went out with the RAN, for instance. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm fr- uh, we used to go with the RAN before. Um, when I was younger, I suppose I used to call to people's houses. And then as I got a little bit older, um, uh, some, of my f- some of my friends used to have younger kids as well. And we used to take them in the car. And we travelled to all the country pubs. And I, I was playing a bit of a squeeze box myself, whatever it is, and play a few tunes for people. And... You know, to, um, finish up around three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And that was, you'd, you'd have a few bob in your pocket in to go out and see if it was night. Oh, but, everybody was happy. But you went out to pubs on Christmas Day. No, on Stephen's on Day. Stephen's Day, yeah. You go out early yeah. with the squeeze box, make a few bob, yeah. different pubs. Yeah. Lovely idea. Great tradition. Okay, so when are you putting the tree up? Um, It's still growing. <laughs> I suppose first week of December. All right, that answers my question. Thank you, Alison. Good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? Uh, oh, good. Thank you for asking. Um, what's the story with regards to when your tree will go up? Probably like the last weekend of um, November. And should the... it go up though? With the and with you're still in November, shouldn't it be a December thing? I mean, I know we were. Is it because you have to have it up for the toy show? Well, not kind of really. It's just like with work and stuff, December is always mental and the last thing you want to do is put up the, the up decorations and stuff. So I just do it like the end of November and it's done then and I get to enjoy it a little bit better, you know, instead of putting it up kind of unwillingly. Have you kids? <laughs> you know? uh, no, he's 23, so no. All right, so you've a grown-up grown son. So there wouldn't be a huge amount of grief if, say, he was 8 or 10 years old demanding it to go up. You know. Yeah, but even when he... No, not, not really, because when he was young, his birthday is December 11th, so I used to always wait until nearly the 20th to kind of put it up, you know, keep the birthday, you know, let him have a birthday. And then I used to put it up. It's just in the last kind of year or so, probably during COVID, really, kind of go, look, just put the tree up and, you know, have a bit of, you know, some brightness around, around the place. Okay. And I just kind of kept it up then. Yeah, let me see if I can get people whose trees are already up then. Text 0868104106. Working in a major supermarket, though, um, have have you noticed, like, is are the, sh- are, are the shelves full of Christmas stuff? Oh, we've, we've had them for, I'd say, about two months now, nearly. At least the like, stuff, the sweets, and there's more chocolates and more beautiful stuff coming in on a daily basis. So what would that bad. be? That, that would be the biscuits, the the, the biscuits chocolates, and the, the chocolates, and then the, the freezer stuff like the desserts and the, the party food and things like that. And like you just pick them up on a daily basis, like because they're there. But if, if if you don't want to, then you don't have to. Like you hear people giving out going, oh, the stuff is in too early, but just don't buy it. I don't think there's pressure on people to buy the stuff. That early, you know. But what are I mean? you seeing? But are you seeing it in their trolleys, though? Not particularly. It's like you might see maybe one or two things. It's not as bad, you know. Like years ago, people used, you know, stocking things, you know, up forever. But no, like just one or two little things on maybe on a weekly basis you'd see in different trolleys. Not a, not a much. Maybe it is a little bit early. People are saying it's early, but yeah, I don't know. just just wondering as to whether people might think that if I don't buy it now and get in ahead of it, it'll be gone when I do get it in December. Do you know that kind of way? 
That's it. Well, I suppose, no, normally we'd have plenty of stuff even all around. And then, you know, it's like the, that last week then, that's when people, I think, go, uh-oh, now we better get stuff. But then they're looking for stuff that you, we might have had two months ago. You know, like, it was there then. So a lot of things, if you do want it, you should pick it up, obviously. Well, like your celebrations, your heroes, yeah. your boxes of biscuits, whether it's afternoon tea or USA sort, they, they tend to run out, you see. Yeah, they do towards the end. And then because they get on... A, the good deal starts then as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you either wait, wait for the good deal or not. There's <laughs> a bit of a gamble involved. Yeah. Uh, what, what about, are you selling decorations and baubles and stuff like that in the centre aisles, you know, Christmas trees yeah, in a box? Yeah, middle aisles. Yeah, last week um, was, was the start of it. So you have your, like, the little gonks and the stars outside and stuff and all beautiful things. Just things that you just have to buy. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But you, you wonder whether people are just put under fierce pressure, you know? It's just a very expensive time. It seems to be getting earlier and earlier. What do you, what do you make of panto tickets at 40 euro? Whether I it's couldn't an, believe it. For a child, 40 euro. You know, you would think there might be a reduced price, wouldn't you? But we used to always go, actually, I think we used to kind of always go to the Everman because we just preferred the plays that were on there. Yeah, And uh, Maybe once we might have went to the operas and again, there was better deals. Um, we used to like you know do presents for each of the siblings and like the price would would have been like you know tickets for the family but now 40 each forget it do you, forget do you, it so were you shocked when you heard that an adult child is the same price adult yeah, and child that's 40 crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of money it's a Especially lot of money you're going to bring a three year old you know paying 40 euro for a three year old which you probably might only be there 10 minutes you know if like if, if they don't sit down or whatever you know yourself do you not We're think that a three year old like would be okay on your lap though that you wouldn't have to have a ticket for a three year old no well I would hope that they wouldn't have to have a ticket but I don't know what they, does it specify does it it just seems <laughs> pricey to me appreciate the call thanks so much Alison Bernice good morning good morning Neil how are you are uh, you calculating the amount of sleeps to Christmas and the big day are you how many uh, 49 sleeps 49 of them oh my god it's getting a bit close isn't it it is, it is, Neil. And you know what you're talking about? Panto tickets there, no, just to divert a little bit. No, I'm not diversing. I'm just wondering whether they're expensive. That's all. No, no, but what, what I'm just trying to say is that you can get ticks where you could have had. I don't think you can get them now. But they did do an offer for 20 euro tickets um, for Panto tickets in July. Here, Tom, but early, but anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. I missed that special <laughs> offer. <laughs> oh, they were snapped up, Neil. They were snapped up, I think, for the first three days of of Panto. Um, they were doing 20 euro tickets, both matinee and evening. But, um, well, yeah, this email is horrified to discover ticket prices are 40 euro for both adult and 40 euro for a child. And yeah, they're the same price expensive. for the night times as the matinees and they couldn't find any... You know, you might find a family ticket like for two adults and two children or yeah. an adult and three children. It's €40 euro every time. No, that's, that's, the, that's, that's tough known people, you know. And it's, it's, a great, it's a great day out. And, you know, kids love it and adults love it. But at €40 euro for a child ticket, I just think it's a bit much. Okay, really and, and to answer the question that we posted, we've just come out of Halloween, and even before Halloween, of course, many places had their decorations up and there was lots of advertising and the shops were full of Christmas stuff. They asked the question, is it too early? I, Neil, personally, myself, I can't speak for everybody, but just for myself, I don't think it's too early because, look, I'm, I'm out of the shopping for Christmas presents at the moment. You know, I can get one or two a week. 
I couldn't go out and spend a couple of grand on presents Christmas week. And so it's nice for me when I'm going out to hear the Christmas music and have the Christmas Ah, uh, but hey, there's not... Are you hearing Christmas songs in the shops? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, listen, I have to play... Then I've got to play a Christmas song. I've been caught out badly here. I think I do. You are, you're very late this year, Neil. I think I probably am, am I? I think I should have done oh, yeah, it last Friday. Okay, so you're you're tipping away every week because otherwise you'd be yeah. a fortnight before Christmas and you wouldn't have the money to spend. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mean by the time you prepare your Christmas dinner, your turkey, your ham, all the trimmings that go with that, your presents for your 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 children, your grandchildren, and you know it's it's an expensive time of year. Have you many oh, children and grandchildren? I wonder. I have four grown-up children and two um, grandchildren. Yeah, could you, yeah. Could you imagine if you had, if you had ten or twelve or fifteen grandchildren? <laughs> You'd have to buy some. Oh, I know. I was actually talking to one of my friends about she's ten grandchildren, five boys and five girls, and I just explained it. But like that again, she has taxes. She has to. She like she, again. She couldn't wait until Christmas week or mid December to do it. It's about it's about budgeting and the necessity of getting in early so you can tip away getting one or two things every week. It is, and like if you leave a tool in there, you're you're trying to source different uh, presents that you mightn't get because they've they've, been, they've come and gone. Yeah, we've come a long way, though. Far, far be it for me to be looking through it with rose-tinted glasses. But many, many, many years ago, Christmas was all within the one week or even less oh. than a week. Now it's and, three and months. I remember leading. those days. Yeah, I yeah. remember those days, and I remember nearly exhausted going to bed Christmas Eve from the whole lot of it. And I wouldn't wish that again. I you know. Definitely not. You're running around, you're having time to talk to people, you're frazzled, you know, you're just preoccupied with, have I got this, have I got And you're dragging and pulling and hauling stuff, yeah. Absolutely. I know, I know, Absolutely. I know. Absolutely, no, slow and steady. All right, girl, you're the smart one. Back after uh, the break, uh, Peggy's standing by. I think she might have a Christmas tree up. Text 0868 104 106. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, typical example here now by text. Uh, I need to get family tickets for two adults and three kids for the Panto. You're telling me there's no family price? Not that I could see online. Um, I'm open to correction on it. So unfortunately, Joe, for you, that would be uh, five, four, 200 euro before a bag of tato is bought and a bottle of coke is opened. But anyway, back to the phone lines we go. Text 0868-104-106. And Peggy is on three. Peggy, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Is it up? It is up. It went up yesterday, Neil. Why? Uh, this is a thing I have every year yesterday on the 1st of November. Yesterday was the 4th of November, wasn't it? Yeah. The first week of November, I always put it up. And why is and that? It's just country girls, country people do it. I am from Castletown Bear. Right, okay. Did you uh, cut it down yourself and everything? Grow it in the back garden and stuff like that? Uh, you don't. This tree is there for the last 12 years. Oh, it's a mock one? It is, yeah. <laughs> so you put it up it on the first week of November and you take it down the third week in January? Yeah. So you have all of November, all of December, and pretty yeah. much all of January. Three calendar months? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I just it's a habit every year, and then my husband sits down while I'm putting it up. I don't know whether this is a tree he's watching or it is me he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> but Neil, why doesn't he? Why doesn't he help? It's a two-person. And he's giving me up because I'm crossing the television while I'm getting the decorations, <laughs> and he can't see it. And, and do you ever say to him, "Get off your arse and help me, man"? 
Not at all. He wouldn't dream of it. No way. He just sits down and watches me. Uh, he's we, we're on Thursday. We're fifty-five years married. Oh, happy anniversary! So um, maybe he'll put up another tree for himself. I don't know. And in fifty-five years of marriage, what's the secret to that happy marriage of yours? Well, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I'm not going to answer that now at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, it's the secret you take to the grave with this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, fifty-five years married. You must be. You both must be doing something right. Yeah, we 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 do. We get on great. We do. Uh, okay. He's he's, he's Bobby Field, the trucker. Why do I know that name? <laughs> he's always ringing your knees. Oh, that's probably why. Morning to Bobby then. <laughs> to Bobby and Peggy, fifty-five years married. So up it goes then. Um, have you big family like kids and grandchildren? Yeah, I have five. Five children, five grandchildren, and five great grandchildren. Have you five great grandchildren? <laughs> so you have five kids, five grandchildren, and five great grandchildren. You have a lot yeah. of presents to buy. And there was actually one of the grandchildren here yesterday, and she was just sitting. She was just walking into my uh, front room, and she was just looking around, amazed. Would be, was it her first kind of Christmas that you could call the, Christmas on? She's three, like, but I mean, so early she has, they don't put theirs up until December. So she's just amazed at what she saw. <laughs> which, is, which is probably the right time, to be honest with you, in December, not November. Yes, of course. I mean, look at um, Lep, all the decorations that went up in Lep for the, for, you know, last month. So that was great. Are all the lights up in Lep then? Yeah. That was, no, that was, that was uh, last month. Yeah, for Christmas though. No, not for Christmas. That was for... What was before that? <laughs> Take your pick. Oh, Thank God of the weekend. Halloween, Halloween, the jazz, Halloween. Halloween, yeah, yeah. Halloween, yeah, yeah, Halloween. And they always have it. But yeah, this is just a routine thing we have all the time and we love it. And it's a uh, long time to have a tree up, though, in fairness. It is, but when you come in watching television, you're looking at the tree, you're, you're not... <laughs> looking at the television and it's lovely. Oh no, it's your... Listen, it's all up to you. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I'm just thinking that almost three calendar months of Christmas strikes me as a bit long. I mean, my son came down yesterday and he said to me, he said, I'm surprised your tree isn't up. I said, go into the sitting room and he couldn't believe it. And there it was. They were expecting it. They'd say there's something wrong if it wasn't. All right, okay, well, there you go. You probably have all of the Christmas presents bought and everything you're so early. Not yet, nearly there. Good luck with it, and hi to Bobby as well. Take care. Thanks, Peggy. Laura, good morning. Good morning, Neil. You think that people who think it's too early are Grinches, is that right? Or cranks? <clears throat> oh, yeah, they are. Definitely. But it's only I the 4th, 5th, 6th of November. Like, I mean, it's like it's crazy early. Oh, it is it's crazy early, but I do feel bad for the people that are working three months in advance and the music and stuff, but also I just think people need to lighten up a small bit and, you know, have a bit of Christmas spirit in them because like, I love Christmas. So you're already listening to Christmas songs, are you? You're playing them? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> when I'm making bacon and cabbage, I'm listening to Shaky Stevens. Like. <laughs> when? When did you start that? The 1st of November. 1st of November. It's like mm. over, it's over 60 days nearly to Christmas. You're going to have 60 oh. days of Shaky Stevens. <laughs> oh yeah, it's on replay. Like it just doesn't stop. I wonder. I wonder do people start early because they really had happy Christmases as children? Do you think? I think so. Yeah, I had a great childhood and great Christmas. And as I said, I have a three-year-old, and she's starting to know um, Santa this year and Christmas lights, and she loves it. So it's just kind of that, you know.
I suppose the year is tough enough as it is and maybe oh, bringing Christmas that a little yeah. bit early, you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's a very hard year for everyone. But I just think people need to lighten up a bit and you know, understand that Christmas is not effort for everyone, but it's also for people, you know? So. Yeah, but I think there's a lot of pressure on people. If there's a two or three month lead into Christmas and it's all marketing and advertising and lights on and oh, music yeah, being yeah, played, yeah. that they, they, they're under fierce pressure financially, you know? Oh, they are, yeah. I think Christmas time is a very hard year, also it's the most expensive year. But there is for your loved ones as well that are not here and also for just celebrating Christmas, you know? I just think that if it was shorter, and this is me personally, if, if Christmas was all within the one fortnight or, or ten days, that it would yep. be much, uh, it would be much more powerful a season because it would be shorter, and uh, we'd possibly appreciate it more. You know, like if you have too much of anything, you tend to appreciate it less. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, right. as I said, no way. I've always been the same with the Christmas music and my Christmas tree and. I'm like a child sometimes when it comes to Christmas, but like when I see people kind of saying, "Oh, it's too early," it's this and that. I'm like pack of crunches. Pack of crunches. So if I play a Christmas song today, you'd yeah. be asking it to be Shaken Stevens, I suppose. Well, I like all Christmas songs to be fair, like, but um, my main would would be Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. All right. Do you think I should play a Christmas song? <laughs> I think you should, yeah. All right, girl. Take care. Thanks, Laura. Lots of texts on this. Actually, you know what? There's an awful lot of Christmas markets all over the city, suburbs, and county. I have a full list of them. I might even give them out the list in a, in a few minutes' time because a lot of them haven't started yet, but they will around about the middle of uh, of November. And there's some wonderful ones, and I'll get through those uh, a little later on. I'm a crank of the best of times Neil and I'm happy to see all things Christmas after a rough 17 months early Christmases keeps my mindset positive another one people stop being Grinches I love Christmas I love seeing the lights on the 1st of November I had Christmas songs playing sometimes it's just not for everybody but it's my own personal choice I believe people should put uh, put them up the lights or the trees whenever they feel it's right for them 7 weeks to Christmas get in the swing of things guys I'm in full Christmas mode and I love it just one or two more I'm not one for Christmas but with everything that's been going on and the sadness and everything this would be the best thing for the children I'm quite looking forward to it not only that but there's a tightening of the belt in all houses and some people are just trying to get ahead of it before it creeps up on them yeah I understand that if you budget and you're buying little bits as you go along just to get ahead of it you won't get stung then with big bills and not being able to afford everything it's what's right for the person I think I'm not sure why people are so interested in what other people do if I want my tree up 365 days a year then it's right for me it's not up yet incidentally but if I wish to do it it's nobody else's business Uh, people can put them up whenever they want the Christmas trees and lights normally ours goes up for the toy show which is the 24th of November and I can't wait and that's for some that's kind of acceptable but I still I still think even that's too early I don't even know why they have a toy show in the month of November anyway surely it should be in the calendar month of December our tree goes up as well for the toy show both of us work so the only chance we get to do it is on that night we will put all the rest of the decorations up the following week but the tree is up for the toy show get it off your chest call Neil Prenderville now on 0818 104 106 
Red FM. And if I were to decide to play a Christmas song at some stage this morning, get in ahead of the rest of the posse, what song should it be? Text 0868104106. I'll allow you guys to pick, just like we did with the Beatles song on Friday, whichever one is requested the most. I just might give it a spin. Well, it's very interesting on Friday, actually, asking for people's favourite Beatles song. There was loads and loads of them. Not one person in all of the texts that I saw on Friday asked for Yesterday by the Beatles. And to be honest with you, I would have thought that would have been very, very high up in the list of requests with regards to their favourite Beatles song, but it didn't feature at all. Yesterday, I thought that was quite interesting. Now, the Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. A lot of texts on this, to be quite honest with you. We put ours up yesterday evening and we were smiling and had a laugh doing it, our Christmas tree. Who really cares if it's too early? It brings a bit of joy and positivity to our home anyway. It's never too early for joy and positivity, is it? No, it's not. I suppose if it puts a smile on faces... Nobody else's business. Our tree went up at the weekend and makes me so happy. Each to their own, but it gives you joy. So why not? Christmas is everywhere else. Why not bring the light and joy into your home? As in everybody else has started. Might as well get on with it yourself. Each to their own, but I believe it's a bit early. Let everyone decide for themselves, though. I do feel awful for the staff for Christmas, having to listen to Christmas music. It's on in Duns already. I'd nearly buy them earmuffs, but each to their own. <laughs> Imagine. Think about the staff having to put up with it. It's one thing, a busker outside your front door playing the same tune day in and day out. But Christmas music... 24-7. Well, you know what I'm saying. Certainly in all of the supermarkets from the uh, start of November. Mine, mine goes up on the 20th of December and comes down on the 2nd of January. Uh, good for you. That's the traditional Christmas, isn't it? You know, just for the week or the 10 days. The thing about it is that no one knows how many Christmases they'll get to celebrate, Neil. So you might as well celebrate every Christmas as a privilege, as Christmas and celebration is denied to so many. I also understand the pressures it puts on families financially, but the greatest gift sometimes are the simplest things, like making time to make new memories. It's not always about Christmas gifts. Sometimes, instead of complaining about putting up a Christmas tree, you could be highlighting for others in your family to just join in the fun and be part of the time. Um, and there's more like that. Christmas time helps people believe in magic and survive in our cruel world. The clocks went back, the evenings got darker, so let's light up lives with some Christmas lighting. There's a story in the paper just without wanting to come across as a Grinch. If I can find it here, I'm like Richard Kimball here, the one-armed man. But there was a story in the papers this morning spoke about the amount of children now who are living at or below the poverty line. Uh, you know, each their own, don't get me wrong. Do whatever you want with regards to celebrating Christmas, but there's a lot of pressure on families to just get by these days, not to mention the added cost and the pressure they're under with Christmas. One in seven Irish children now is living or facing living with poverty. And for many families, unfortunately, if it's one in seven, there are many families who dread Christmas and the cost of it. I think the weather's been very wet and dreary. The news is uh, so extremely sad and the world is very volatile at the moment. So, many find it comforting to have Christmas lights up and to watch Christmas movies and to block out what's going on in the world and that's fine, each to their own. A lot of people find November, you know, a very lonely dark month and many find Christmas a lonely time. For me personally though, Christmas doesn't begin until the end of November or the start of December in our house but it's everyone to their own and whatever helps them to get through. Just one or two more. Uh, I've my tree up already, up in the feckin' attic where it belongs until next month. And a final one, which is quite sad. No Christmas tree for us this year, Neil. We lost our grandson on the 20th of August. 
He'll be 24 years old on Christmas Eve and it will be our first Christmas without him. There'll be an empty place at the table, I can tell you. And Christmas isn't a happy time, you know, for a lot of families. Well, our condolences with you on that sad and tragic loss. Back after the break, text 0868104106. But a quick one just before that, because I think Anne might be under a bit of pressure. Anne, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Were you driving through Douglas of a November evening? Yes, I was. And what did you behold? (laughs) When I came across Barry's with the beautiful lights. They're absolutely fabulous. Was it the first time you saw them? It was. I can tell you. We were down there on Saturday night and they've all the inside all lit up and it's absolutely brilliant. I can tell you. Brilliant. Those lights in Barry's in Douglas are just a joy to behold every single year they threw the kit so for you to see I remember when I saw them for the first time they blew my mind so for you it must have been amazing to see them for the first time I couldn't believe when I went in there on Saturday night and the whole place was lit up it's really fabulous was it buzzing inside as well it was buzzing it always is tell me they weren't playing Christmas music though oh god no thank god no (laughs) no too early yet for that now when will your Christmas tree be up oh me I'd say for the toy show for the grandkids yeah, you kind of have to, though. Will, will the grandkids watch it with with Granny? No, they won't. <laughs> so why do you no, feel... they watch it at home. Yeah, and will their Christmas tree be up? up? They'll be given out to me if I have a mine up. So I, I know, mine up I know, too. I know. You're kind of yeah. under pressure. Arm twisted behind under your pressure, back. Yes. Well, fair play to you. Listen, thanks for the, thanks for the heads all, up. Listen. I actually have Peter Collins from Barry's and Douglas who joins me by phone. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Well, at least you're not playing Christmas music and you're not... <laughs> you probably have turkey and ham on the menu, though, I suppose, do you? No, not yet. Actually, the, the Christmas music is a controversial point here. We, we leave that up to uh, to the guys here and they, they make a call when it comes on. But, yeah, but when, uh, let me, without putting you to the collar, traditionally, when would you start playing a Christmas song? As I said, it's controversial here. There's, there's, uh, there's a lot of internal negotiations go, goes on for that. But, uh, yeah, I suppose we, we give it a few weeks anyway, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We just, I think sometime in December generally, but as I say, that's uh, that's one that we, we hold back on. We didn't hold back this year with the lights, obviously. We're a week earlier than normal. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, listening to your comments there and, and the last uh, last caller there, it's, it's great to hear. And, you know, we, we get a great boost out of it when we do it every year. Uh, we do it this for 20 years now and uh, you know it puts a it puts a smile on everybody's face yeah. I think, how long does it take to do all of that lighting on the exterior of the building though I mean it's literally yeah, it's everywhere three days, three days work yeah three, three days work and uh, we have uh, we working with this company for nearly yeah 20 years now and they come in overnight uh, you know it's a, it's a t- it's a difficult job and there's a bit of cleaning up after but you know, the result is, is as you can see, is, is great. And yeah, I know, I, I, I get it. But having said that, it's still the first week of November. Um, yeah, we're just, like Christmas ends up falling over and colliding into Halloween and the jazz weekend. It yeah. seems very early, doesn't it? Well, it didn't seem to your listeners there, no, Neil, in fairness, <laughs> their comments were good. So we're happy here and that's what matters, you know. <laughs> okay. Come back to me when you all decide on the first Christmas song. <laughs> Oh, I have it already in mind. <laughs> oh, oh, listen, before I let you go, whoever's in the kitchen cooking those kick-ass um, shepherd's pie, 10 out of 10, man, 10 out of 10, that's a beef and lamb shepherd's pie, right? 
That's right, yeah. Look, I'll tell Aidan, Aidan our, our head chef here, Aidan O'Driscoll, he'll be very pleased, very proud of it. So Please do. There, yeah, so they're, 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 it's a beautiful dish and they're, they're proud of it. We love it and everybody else seems to, so it's just good. Yeah. All right, my man, take care, Peter. I highly recommend the Shepherd's Fly at Barry's and Douglas. Lots of posts on this. Why does anybody care what other people are doing? Live and let live, will you? I love Christmas and for many it's a joyous time of the year and for others it's just hard. But can we not both coexist? Neither is right and neither is wrong. People need to stop whining about everything the world is depressing enough as it is. As a New Yorker living here, I stick to the holiday schedule. Christmas direct decorations go up after Thanksgiving. All right, so that would be the back end of November and no earlier. Back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Flying foreign this morning. Imagine having four or five kids and they'd expect the world for Christmas and have no concept of money, so starting to decorate the house early, slowly, but surely week by week on a budget uh, for the household, just trying to make the house the magical place for kids. Um, yeah, and I know that there certainly is a lot of money involved in four or five kids during the Christmas period. Um, Neil, how about mind your own business? <laughs> Um, Karen's out there live and let live the way you want to live even if people want to have Christmas lights on in August it is none of your concern Merry Christmas with a load of Christmassy emojis and just one or two more on this Kathleen says well now aren't you a little ray of sunshine all the same I love Christmas and I love when the shops start to decorate their windows. I would also listen to Christmas songs and Christmas carols any time of the year. I also love Christmas shopping, especially for my grandchildren. Enjoy it while you can. You'll be dead long enough. Thank you for that. I'll be dead long enough and I'm a a total ray of sunshine. Well, if you had a Christmas song and you could choose one to play on this day, which again is... uh, can't get me watch out here the 5th day of November what Christmas song would it be text 0868104106 um, and without wanting to come across as a total and utter grinch we started off this morning talking about the price of a panto ticket which would be 40 euro for an adult and 40 euro for a child the everyman aren't far behind them so there's a lot of pressure on families I can tell you that Christmas time with regards to try and keep their uh, heads above water and also give their children I know Santa Claus does his thing and Mrs Claus helps and everything but the families also have to dig deep on top of that then you heard in the news and we mentioned earlier on the price of a Bruce Springsteen standing ticket and this is just for standing on the pitch it came in at €136.25 you would have thought that Bruce Springsteen would have had plenty money and enough money, but I suppose he would probably say if he was talking to me that he doesn't control the ticket prices, man. So a ticket price just for standing on the pitch, €136.25. I would suggest that €70 Euro would be enough to pay, uh, or maybe I'm living in the dark ages and everything's passed me by with regards to the cost of thing. I know he gives a great value. I'm not dissing the concert or the great gig that he gives, but it's an awful lot of money. Some would suggest the ticket is twice the price what it should be. But anyway, back to the phone lines we go, and Alva is on WhatsApp. Morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. Um, are we looking at this through the eyes of retail or people working in retail, is it? Yes. Okay. So um, I worked in Debenhams about 10 years ago. I did around, I did two Christmases in Debenhams and it was not the most pleasant experience at all. Why is that? Uh, just uh, people are in a rush. They're in a hurry. They're rushing you. They're racing around like there's no um, regard for the the um, the workers in the in the workplace. And like 
they're just not a bit kind. They're not a bit patient with you. Like, I'm not saying everybody now, but like the majority of, of the people, the public coming into these places, the attitude out of them at that time of year is chronic. How would how would somebody in retail, say, for instance, be actually interacting with customers? Is it about clothes size or looking for things or questions about stuff on the shelf? Or Absolutely. What? Like, you know, buying gifts, like people buying gifts, like perfumes or a scarf or a handbag or whatever, like it's it, that's fine it's the one-on-one interactions but when it's at the tills and then when it comes to the money side of it and they just get all flustered and it, do you know what it's just dealing with them for those two months or three months now panned out that what Christmas is it's really it's really difficult like it, it every day and like you get all sorts of walks of life coming in but you know, it's just a matter of just being kind, you know, being patient, stand in the queue, you know, don't be on top of each other, you know, like be patient with them. Like, there's nothing you can do in a queue except stand and wait. You have your place. You know, there's nothing that's you can do it. about that, you know? Absolutely. But like, you know, just be kind to, to the workers this year and, you know, just be courteous to them and treat them how you would like to be treated. You know, it's a long enough time to be dealing with all the songs that are playing for the last two or three months. And like, it's day in, day out, just carnage in these places. Like, and even in the supermarkets as well. Like, that person that's checking you out at the till. Like, you know, just be kind. You just don't know what anybody is going through, you know. And Christmas can be tough for people, you know, um, that they've lost their loved ones like that that lovely family they don't have their grandchild I am seeing no that's very sad it'll be the first Christmas without their grandson he'll be 24 at Christmas Um, what I am seeing is um, I'm seeing a lot more signs now in retail establishments whether it's on the front door or whether it's in a restaurant or I'm seeing it at the till about saying we have zero policy with regards to intimidation or abuse or name calling or any kind of um, you know violent activity towards our staff it's kind of a sad world we have to put those kind of signs up isn't it Oh, absolutely. Like, but you know what? There's no stopping people when they're going out shopping. They're like, I must get everything done now and I must get this and I must get that. They just have no regard for who's in front of them. Ah, but not everybody, surely, Ava. I mean, you're, you not are everybody. seeing people at the most stressful time of the year, I suppose, it being of course, Christmas. Of course, not everybody. Like, I've helped some some lovely people in the past and those are the people you remember. You don't remember the bad ones, really. Do you know, like, they do kind of, oh, here, there's another one, like, do you know, but listen, you get over it, but just bringing it back to like just be kind you don't know what anybody is going I through. would love to find that lady who works in Dunn's uh, was it Dunn's and Merchants Key where the member of staff inside in Dunn's gave the child two euro fifty for their bus fare home because oh, yes. they had no they had no money I thought that was the most beautiful thing she took it out of, I mean so she didn't need to do it but that's the no. kind of thing you'd love I love I love those stories don't you I do child came you in apparently and wanted to know could if I if I use this card can I tap and get cash back or something and the child couldn't so the staff member inside and done said look how much do you need I need my bus fare how much is it 250 here you go take it away that's lovely just things like that you know pass it on pass it on if you can yeah I'd love to find her and just say thank you give her a little gift but tell me this um, you also have to put up with Christmas music don't you Oh God, don't get started. Like, yeah, it kind of starts around that Halloween time, first of November. And like, it just, it doesn't end until 
the second, third, fourth of January, like when the, you know, the January sales will be on up until even the sixth, like Little Women's Christmas and all that. It, it's constant. And like to go home, then you're just absolutely flat out. Like I remember the migraines. I remember, you know, the big bright lights above you all day as well. Like you'd work eight, 10 hour shifts um, throughout the kind of the week of Christmas as well. And you'd just be absolutely flat out. And exhausted. I would be thinking that it would be a very exciting time to be working in retail. You know, that there'd be great energy there. Everybody would be in great form. You know, you'd be having the laughs and the jollies and stuff. No? At the start of the month, like the buzz is fantastic. But like when you're really kind of coming up to the Christmas time and you don't have a bit of shopping done yourself, you don't have, you know. And do you think that maybe jewellers find it the same? People working in jewellery shops or you talked about perfumeries, maybe people working in, uh, let me think of what else. Oh, hairdressers. Do you think they get an awful lot of uh, snappy customers? I'm a nail technician now myself and like I'd be taking clients now for Christmas. My book is pretty busy already for December. But like, you know, you do deal with the cancellations and everything like that and like the last minute no shows and, you know, I suppose you just have to make sure you have your policies in place. Ah, sure, if you have a a last minute no show, you need to charge them something. Well, this is where you say I need to take a 20 euro deposit from you or do you know what... I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. Sure, you've lost a slot that you can't fill. So just one, just one final question for you. I know I'm blasting questions at you, but you, you're in retail and you worked in big supermarkets and big department stores. With the yeah. Christmas songs, would you be able to know the playlist? Uh, you'd be so sick of it. You know what the next song is going to be. Yeah, exactly. Oh How sad is that? <laughs> you know, and you'd be kind of looking forward for your favourite one to come around because you don't want to listen to the rest. <laughs> and do you have a favourite? If I were to play a Christmas song today at some stage, what, what should it be? Oh, it has to be Last Christmas by Wham. It's my favourite. I All love right. George Michael. So. Right. Well, we'll see what happens. Do you think I should play a Christmas song? Someone else is going to beat you- me to it if I don't. Oh you, oh, you have to be the first new Neil, so get in there. Okay, get, get in, in there, ahead of the rest. All right, look after I was yourself. I saying to Kevin a while ago, I was saying, I feel like I'm about to speak to Santa. Ah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Have you been a good girl all year? <laughs> good luck. Pa the Piper, where the hell have you been for months, pal? Are you all right? I was sick, I, was I heard something. A little birdie told me you were a bit under the weather. I was, I was, I was, I was better in the morning floor, seeing everything, and I didn't know it, and I was walking along with it, and I was in hospital eight weeks and all that. Oh, did they look after you? I'm sure they did. Well, I said, you know, the mercy looks after me, blunt, because I got a blister on me toe, and I got poisoned, then they were going to take out me toe. Oh, oh. I'm lucky. And I, I, I can't play the pipes no more, because my shoulder was gone, I fell off a wall, and I, I didn't, I didn't do nothing about it, but I was gone, I got up and everything, with a chase that, and... I, I'm, I'm suffering over me shoulder. I can't play. I can't lift the pipes. You and me both, pal. I haven't played, picked yeah. up the Ellen pipes in a far. Well, yeah, nearly, yeah. nearly. This in midway yeah. second yeah, week. I've done it for fifty years anyway. Like ah, yeah, but surely, be to yeah. God, you'll be able to at some stage. No, I know my fingers. I've always told me fingers in like I, I don't know. I've done it long enough anyway. Any degree, I'm doing it like. Ah, uh, you know yeah, there. I know. Should you, you were everywhere and anywhere playing those pipes. Ah, uh, sure. Any degree, I'm I, I, I know. I, I know. It's, it's, it's tough. Fifty years of it. It's tough. 
Yeah, I, 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 I won't I won't pick up the yellow pipes for about six or eight weeks with a broken arm yeah, myself. Your hand. Yes, your hand is it yours? My left my left hand. My left arm. Yes. No, no, the and, the main bone of my arm. But I was thinking actually for the next six or eight weeks without them that I might maybe learn the harmonica. Can you learn the harmonica yeah. with one hand? You can of course, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought you had to cut the other side of it with the left hand, yeah. no? But tell me I have to lift your glass of ears with your left hand. <laughs> My right hand is being seriously over. No, I can't do anything with the left hand. It's all strapped up. Uh, I'm like Richard Kimball, the future. I can't talk. I'm left hand on myself, like. Come you here. I, I, could talk, I could talk to you all day. Sad about the pipes, though. I hope you no, can at some no, stage pick them up no. and have another blast. I tell you about Christmas anyway. Go on, yeah, go for it. These in the ministries. These. I know it. Yeah, I know it. I'm sure I told you before, and I'm and there was two afters just sitting there, the two afters. That was the Lee Hosery one time. All right. Okay. And who worked in uh, there belong to you? Anybody? No, but we, we take over the two afters that these and open them doors and all, and they're just sitting there if we were pesting up, and by deals. And we used to have two tables there on the first week in November. Your grandmother was a dealer on the coal Oh, K. your granny was dealing on the coal K, right. Yeah. And at Christmas and she time, said, she'd do the decorations, is it? i do the decorations there, in the tables there. Go away. In, in, in 1951, 52. Ah, that's oh. amazing. You, you, you know something? Where, where would you get the decorations from to sell oh, on the North Main Street? Yeah, they'd be brought in from, I think, that time. You know? Yeah. Yeah, a lot and Santi shots and the whole lot. Not like the Santi shots, no, today. Like there was quite the paper Santi shots at times, no? And would it be for the Christmas? She was selling stuff for the Christmas tree or to hang oh, up I from the ceiling? I was selling this. <laughs> she was on the court here with Maggie's kitchen and the mom selling her Christmas. The holly, the holly was there that time, even. Tons of holly, no, tons of it. I was down on I was down in Gugambara on Saturday, and the holly trees are bl- are, are are thriving oh, yeah. with berries and everything. With berries, yeah, yeah. What is I love I love red, red berry holly myself. I so you would have a couple of tables out on the North Main Street it's selling your tree. granny's Christmas oh, decorations. The, de- the decorations and candles as well. And the same thing then for the missions. Remember, we were they were very religious one time with the missions. Yeah, yeah. And my grandmother would send me out. The bus out to Wilton, the church in Wilton, and I get a tunnel. The wax candles were very dear that time, like, but the really people used to buy them to know. Would uh, you be selling them the, after Mass, is it? When they're going into Mass. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, the wax candles, the real wax candles, no. So if that was nine, if that was in the 1950s and it was your 50s, grandmother, yeah. she must have been a dealer on the North Main Street. Oh, she, she was. Maggie Kinchin and Piggy Toomey and all them that day. And did she have a stall uh, or a shop? She no, an old stall down with all the holly and the Christmas trees to be down there. And, uh, and when would she have started times, When would she have started on the coal K, I wonder? Oh, yeah, but she was born in Adelaide Street. She was only around the corner. Adelaide Street, yeah, so yeah, she... Well, Dermot is a shop there, and he'd only open at 12 o'clock at night. <laughs> he wouldn't open at all by day. <laughs> Why? And, and it'd be, be packed, be packed. Why would he be selling at 12 o'clock at night? Why, oh, but everything, bread and milk and everything, and he'd be that inside in that shop at 12 o'clock at night. Get away. Yeah, and and the coming down the fucking the talkies coming down down down, down from the Mercedes and uh, they break out through the crates and I tell you something, if they were wrong today they wouldn't be walking around, they'd be all robbed. 
But so your so your granny could well have started on the cold cay around about nineteen ten or nineteen twenty. With yours, Doc. She'd be a pudgy there, like they were they were a great crowd that time, like oh Jesus, the old the old stock now, like. And did she always have a few bob in her pocket? I'd say she did. Oh, I tell you, boy, and she had me. I told you before about the tears, the pinches salt inside the tears. <laughs> and I I do I do a thousand of them, and a big pint of water. There no wonder I'm fond of the drink. <laughs> a big pint, a big pint of water, and I'd be dipping into the salt of the pinches salt into the blue small gelatine things. And they go into the tables. Did your and granny they, sell crisps then? No, no, she had a contract with with the chip chops and, and things like that. And and she she had made only thousand of them. And I got a brass company bit off her. Um and would she sell different things at different times of the year on the Colke? Not really, like they could they show she would or she'd have the buns and bananas and all that stuff. She's been here the whole year, like. Oh man, a tough life uh, in all I weather. Ah, oh, but she was she was a great a George stock, and she had a pedal ticking. We had a bed of oven granite for like you might have been sleeping in Waffles Rock, <laughs> because because she had a pedal tick, and I'd be there going down every weekend to sleep in it, and it'd be towards me mountain everything in the bottom of the bed. <laughs> How many people inside in the bed? It'd be five of us inside the pedal tick, and you sink into it. I tell you something. I said, no, they were great. They were great times, I tell you too. And, and did she live to be a ripe old age? Yeah, she was 94 or something. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and my mother was 94 too when she died, like. But they lived very hard, tough lives, but yet lived yeah, to a great they, age. Yeah, tough, they had tough lives, but she they walked all their lives, like. Oh, it's not easy, like, though, in no, all they, weather. Like, they, 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 wouldn't, they wouldn't walk in a fit now, like. That's <laughs> a different you world we I mean? live in now, I'd say. It's a but, different uh, world. Is that, but I suppose uh, people had to work then, didn't they? They really just had to. When, when, I, when I was a Chinese, I used to get the, the, the shoppers still there next to where we lived in Adler Street, where my grandmother lived. And I had the Photoshop, Marcus's. Oh, the Sorry. frame shop, Marcus's, the yeah. frame shop, and yeah. We we live next door to them now, 12 Adler Street. But my grandmother did, but I used to be down there. And, and I used to get the hand truck. And all the old tenants there in Gratton Street. I, I did the tough store was just up behind the lane there on Bachelor's Key. Yeah. And I get all the free dockets and collect the tough for them. And I get a penny or I hate me. And you see the flats that I would have to go up about 10 the stairs up to the There top. was always ways to make a few bob, wasn't there? And I just get, I always had money. What was your first you job know? then? The first job was in Factors in Merchant Street as a 12 year old boy. Okay, what's Factors? What do they do? I'm too busy, boys. Come back later. He's chatting. <laughs> come back later. Come out. And uh, Factors, they done all bicycles. They were very nice to me. They were, but I, I packed up school at 12 years of age. And my mother said, Pat, Pat is very late coming from school. I flanked the bike. Down the road, I was born among me boys, trying to wait down the road that my mother wouldn't see us. <laughs> and I was walking, and she thought I was going to school. <laughs> when did she When did she actually cop that you'd given up but school did, and started working? Did me sister, did me sister home me. <laughs> what so did she you... said, my maid, and to the normally, by getting the messenger, by the way, I could already with a plate at the side of it. 
fact there was no merchant I know it I know years. I know the type of plate you'd have on it would be the advertising just below the yeah, crossbar yeah, what did your mother actually, say when she found that you'd packed in school oh she had no other choices she said, you might as well stay working on because you were useless at school you <laughs> bastard <laughs> so, so I went so, you, so just to remind people way back you could just literally stop going to school at 12 years of age well I did because all I liked the school was playing the flagellas and, and singing the choir I hear it. If I heard Irish was no man, you wouldn't see pay for a long time. You <laughs> wouldn't see pay when they started the Irish lesson. Where did you go to no. school? I went to school. I went to Strawberry Hill School with me sister. And Way so you're 12 years old, you get your first job. Did you stay in that job long? I didn't. I went from there to... Uh, oh, yeah. What happened? It was an army bike. I was going on to the bus office with a load of things on the back of it and they fell off and they started rolling trying going back up to the saying all the bats uh, old plugs or something whatever they were and I, I, the bus went over a lot of them and they went up they went over the train and she said don't worry don't worry don't worry they were Protestants were very nice yeah <laughs> very nice people you know they were serious and, uh, very nice for I Protestants were, <laughs> yeah, yeah they were all serious they were good people and I tell her I went up there I went up to the high street in the chemist. Right? Yeah. He's up on the top where there's an old chip shop now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a chipper for and years. Yeah, it's Chinese now, I think, yeah. I think if I was delivering smarties up there, I don't know what I was delivering. You were delivering medicine, uh, I suppose? Medicine. On a, on a messenger yeah. bike? Yeah, it only push bike again. <laughs> How long did you do that yeah. for? I don't know, for another couple of months. Like, I was like, a fucking, I was going from job to job. I went into the, the best one, then I went into the county shops in Princess Street. The what? The county shops. The county shops? Where, where, where MP Sullivan's was there. Right. The county shops were next door, and they had me, we had, had no parcels one day, and they had a kind of a bottle box full of raisins and cordons, and they mauled them for raisins and cordons. <laughs> That's the first thing I take over cake when I get one. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and anyway, they put me in the back weighing, weighing the cottons and cake, or the, the raisins and cottons. <laughs> and of course, I was pin lumps and went to me mold every time. <laughs> and when, when the box was nearly empty, then they discovered that there was four pounds of cottons missing. <laughs> sacked straight away. You were sacked. The captain sat the time to me, me always full of cordons and it boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you had four pounds in weight of cordons and raisins. Raisins and cordons, it was more than one of them. And then they sacked me there then, so I went into the last job then in the Vinci Nolan in the market. <laughs> was that a butcher's or a fish, fishmonger's? Yeah, Vinci, or? He, he, was, he was the nicest man I ever worked for. Vinci Nolan? Yeah, right. shop in the South Main Street. They had, they had the Lord Vinci. He was the, there was four or five Norlands there, but he was the best one. And I, I, uh, what happened? I would have never joined the army, and I, uh, I went all hunting one day because I was more of the country. And I went all hunting one day when I came back. My sister said, "Your boss was up." She said, "I'm in bed with the flu." No, I told him, "You're going all hunting your gold bag." <laughs> <laughs> So I was in stage sitting over all the messenger boys the next day waiting for to get the bullets. <laughs> right? And I was only, I was only, about, I wasn't, I wasn't even 16, I belonged home 16 or something. And, and he, I was waiting and I, he spotted me and I thought he was going to say, I have another messenger boy. He didn't say, come on, Patch. So he didn't, oh, the pastors are waiting for you to hear. So I, I said, uh, I, I was afraid he said, you give me the bullet. And I said, no, I'm going to have to join the army. <laughs> 
En die zat te schoten, leek me verder, me verder op de dak. En die zat te schoten. Doe op die teken, je hebt goed jong, je hebt goed jong. <laughs> so I took a chance, I went up and put me age from 16 to 17. And I was taken straight away. And did you stay and, in the army uh, all your life then? And, no, but listen, I went into them a couple of weeks there in uniform. Well, Vincey, what do you think we know? Go we you traitors. <laughs> 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 no, and so I done me 10 years in the army and I done me five trips overseas to the Congo and Cyprus. And I came out, I bought myself out of the army in 69. And I went in, I, I was up in Mullingar the time of the troubles and I, I bought myself out and I went into the ESP for nearly 29 years. That's where you spent the better better part of the big, the biggest part of your working life yeah. in the ESP, yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah, the ESP, it was a great job, it was a great job that time. Where did you learn, where did you learn, learn the bagpipes though? Uh, when I came out of the army and I joined the Republican band. Right, okay. Thomas okay. Ashall. And why why right. the pipes? Oh, I love music. No, I want one request now before because I'm on the boiler too long with you know and other people when they get on. All right, my friend, right. don't be a stranger. Go I, on, go on. I, I was playing three records. I love the choir and maybe Chelsea and Dublin. You come up something and then listen to them. Dublin and he's serious. All right, okay. Bring so me up there. No, and I said I was playing three records yesterday and they were me three favourite songs, Harry Belafonte, you, you were born, I said, were you? Thank God, no. Long time ago in Bethlehem. And and then the other one is Cliff Richard. Christmas time, Mrs. Owen mine. <laughs> right? <laughs> and <laughs> there are two songs on my No, you said three. Know. What's the third one? I know, like, you know, like, you know, in Jagan, like, you know, I could, uh, do you know what I mean? I wish, I hope to God, if I'm still around at 80, I hope to God I'm as sharp as you are at the age of 80, Pa. Fair oh, well, I hope so, anyway. You, now, might, you might come up to the cold to me, just is. Where, is that a pub? Uh, yeah, the cold one, maybe, yeah, oh, that's me yeah. joking. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, you bu- are you buying, like, are you buying? Oh, no problem at all, buy, and it'd be... <laughs> There'll be there'll be a, a piper up on top of the cake, <laughs> and you want to hear him playing the pipes, <laughs> and he plays a bam 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 bam. bam. <laughs> you want to hear him playing it? <laughs> you should be playing that. I know. I shovel the shine in the morning. He's there, and I give the pipes to me on for now. And my grandson is playing them too. He he reads all music. Oh, thank God the like. tradition continues. That's fabulous. Oh, That's yeah. fabulous. Oh, yeah. That's fabulous. My old left hand always kind of bad. I can't lift it up over my shoulder. But my right hand is good. Yeah. You wouldn't try right. the Ilum pipes, no? Right. Get your starter set of the Ilum pipes. Right. Give them a go. No, no, no. I, I, I'm playing the organ at the moment and my piano organ. The mouth organ, is it? No, piano accordion. <laughs> that, that ain't me mother bought me. Me mother bought me everything in Shannon's and Oliver Plunk Street when I was a child. I remember Shannon's and Oliver Plunk Street I only too well. Many is the record I bought in there as a young fella. That's it. Many is the record I bought there too. Go on, don't be a stranger, Pad the Piper. Good to catch up, friend. <laughs> I need an agent every time before Christmas. Anyway, oh, make sure you do. Yeah, pick up the phone. Give me a bell. See you, Pat. That's why you didn't get on to you, like. Right. 
Yeah, but I mean, you're you're like you're on the you're fighting back. Like in fairness, here you're over the pleurisy. Oh, you're over the moment. I'm over every year. No, like you know, I'm in grand. I'm up in the garden. No, I'm going up in the garden. No, I'm freaking looking at me. There's no holly in my. There's no berries in my holly tree. That's Johnny Jane Berry about. Well, jump in the car, head down to. I don't know whether they'll stop you doing it down there, but the holly is absolutely thriving down in Gugambara. Absolutely uh, well, thriving. We, 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 we have a place in Crossheaven, and I robbed the door of it down there. Yeah, well, I thought about doing the same, but they were just out of reach, and I was afraid of might break the other arm so I gave it a miss right pal see you soon pal all God bless all right, text the Neil Prenderville show now 086-8104-106 Red FM busy morning this morning lots of calls and texts and remember if I were to play an old Christmas song what would it be text 0868-104-106 pardon me text 0868-104-106 Susan thank you so much for holding good morning good morning good okay morning, uh, this is a panto story I was giving out some of the prices earlier on for panto and indeed Bruce Springsteen tickets but what's your own story your your your, your daughter has a motorised wheelchair I believe is that right yeah so I, well, I, I texted in about the music first and then I was texting in about the pentos so yeah you were saying about the price of tickets like the opera house versus the everyman they are extremely expensive anyway we're a family of five even if like you were saying a while ago about family tickets Family tickets, family holidays, family everything doesn't work with us because it's a family of five. Oh, but the normal holiday will be fours, is it? Yeah, yeah. So, and we've the wheelchair then as well. So I can't even get a hotel room for our family. We've to buy two hotel rooms. But anyway, that's a different story. Um, So yeah, like the prices between the Everyman and the Opera House, they are ridiculous anyway, the prices. Um, But the Everyman actually don't charge for wheelchairs. Uh, the Opera House do. Uh, so normally you might get a carer's discount somewhere for, for different things. Okay, so like you, Porsche, if you went, to, you went to the Panto, say for instance, in the Opera House, it's a great Panto. I'm not, I'm not in any way they being... They are, we went last year. I'm not discouraging year people from going and I'm not criticising the production. We're just honing in on the price. So you went no, last yeah. year. How many went and what was the cost? So there were five of us and, I, you know, I didn't have much change out of 200 euro. Yeah, with well. all the charges and, you know, it, it was a night out and parking and the whole lot. Um, yeah, so it was... Uh, well, last was year's ticket prices were the same as this year. They would have been yeah. €40 Euro per ticket, thirty-seven fifty plus a two fifty booking fee. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, so, like, yeah, family of five. So where does, it, where does somebody in a wheelchair actually sit? I know they're in the wheelchair, but so where? So that's what I was saying to Kevin. Um, again, just like that... Like, I preference the Everyman. I love both performances. I'd love to be able to go to both every year. Um, the Everyman, it's a side aisle seat. Uh, you don't really get an option of seating, just there's two specific rows that will allow a wheelchair on the side of it, um, just to get a better view. But in the Opera House, as I put it to Kevin a while ago, we were up in the gods last year. Um, you don't get an option of seating. There's either two wheelchair spaces down the very back row of downstairs in the upper house. And they have to take out a seat to allow, or two seats to allow the wheelchair in. Or you're up in the very back on the top, the toppest level of the upper house, up down the, the very back, yeah. up in the gods. Um, my daughter's also visually impaired, so it kind of was a horrible seating for us. But you're not given an option. If you want the entertainment, that's where you have to sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so for the, so the, whether, whether you're up at the top of the gods, way at the back of the top, or down five yeah. or six rows from the stage, it's the same price? It's the same price, yeah, no matter where you're sitting. 
Um, yeah, that's just not that normally the way, though, with theatrical productions. The closer you are, the better the seat, the more you pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, she couldn't see much because we were so far back and so high up last year. But even when we're down on the ground floor and the back, there are people's heads in front of her. Um, so, I, a couple of years ago, I would have taken her out of her seat and sat on my lap for a whole performance. Right. A few years back. But she's too well. big for that now, I suppose. She She's bigger than me. <laughs> she's 14 and she's taller than me and heavier than me. Uh, Daddy, Daddy is a tall breed. <laughs> so, but um, you said you went to the Panto last year and you were charged yeah. extra for a seat to fit in. Explain that to me. You were charged so, extra. So, yeah. So, we were, we were a bit confused a while ago. So, I paid for five people last year even though one being a wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, there was no carer's discount. There was no anything. You know, there were five people of us there. there five was, yeah. of us there, yeah. so I'm not going to argue it. But with the everyman, they actually don't charge for the wheelchair at all either. Um, so you're only paying your booking fees for the four and then the wheelchair's separate. Um, so you, you mean the everyman, wh- whomever is a wheelchair bound, doesn't pay? Don't pay, No. It's free for somebody in a wheelchair. Free, yeah. All yeah. right, okay. So in the way, um, the everyman, your daughter would be free, but in the opera house, you're charged like everybody else. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why would the everyman no, give I, it for free? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, they've always been like that. Like she's fourteen. We've been going to the everyman. We've gone to the opera house a couple of years, and I've gone to both a couple of years just with herself. Um, but like at the everyman, since she's four, we've gone and. You know, we did miss last year because I preference the opera house. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there were people in us. We we said we'd go see. Yeah, no, it's um, fine. Yeah, no, it's, it's I'm know, just and and people like that if they're wheelchair bound to be um, told there's no charge for you or or would they yeah. not say I'd prefer to pay. I'm like every I want to be treated like everybody else. No. Yeah, no, I like I if if you know I've no problem paying, but you know you're paying then for a seat that. You're you're actually not seeing much out of either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's just uh, the novelty of going. It is a great family time. Like I've herself is in a wheelchair, and then I've another child who's autism, and they both like love Christmas. Love. <laughs> the opera house because um, we asked the time. opera house with regards to your own situation. They said that you paid thirty five euro for the wheelchair. But that's the price of the ticket anyway. There's no additional fee for having a wheelchair. Um, You then said that last year you were told that if the chair got any bigger, they'd have to charge extra. Yeah, they'd have to take out an extra chair and I'd be charged for it. I I said to Kevin I wasn't going to go into that. Um, You know, there was no compassion there either. Uh, It was just bottom line, this is where you're sitting. But if if it you know be grateful for what you're getting, and you know obviously we were excited, we wanted to go see the panto. You know you're not going to argue the price of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope that doesn't but, happen know, though that you'd be charged for two seats because the chair was too big. That would be very. Yeah. No. No. That I would be very I, unkind. I hope it would never come to us. Yeah. Because mm, mm. she she that is her joy, uh, music, pantomimes, and movies. You know that that is the only thing she has. Um, 
with entertainment. No, I, 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 I wouldn't think they sport. would do that if, you know, they wouldn't say, okay. I mean, you wouldn't do that. What if it was a large person? Um, you know, like, you can't kind of say, oh, your wheelchair is too big. You actually need to pay for two seats. I mean, you wouldn't get well, that on. It, you know, it wouldn't it, happen. If you look at large people going on airplanes, they're charged two seats, <laughs> uh, which is ridiculous as well. Um not saying speaking from experience. But does does that actually happen though? That somebody is so so large that they do they book it themselves, knowing that they're not going to squeeze into one? Is it? I I'm I'm not hundred percent sure, but um, there'd be a good Instagrammer. Everyone knows her, Trisha's transformation. Yeah, um, and she used to kind of talk about the size of. Of um, airplane seats that she needed, yeah, that yeah. she needed two seats, and she used to be humiliated to even have to need the two seats that she used to fly. You know, she didn't fly. She she'd stop flying because. Um, but I wonder if and I'm curious as to whether somebody would be too big for a seat that they would intentionally book two to avoid, yeah. you know, being firstly being very very uncomfortable, secondly not being able to sit in the seat. And thirdly, being embarrassed. So they would say, okay, yeah. I'm just going to book two. Yeah. Yeah. Prob- yeah. I imagine people probably do book two. Yeah. It's hard going. Okay. It's hard All right. going no matter what. Situation. Okay. Okay. Appreciate that. One text this side of, of 11 o'clock. Have a listen to this. Sadly, I can't afford the panto this year. Thank you, Susan. Can't afford the panto this year. The prices are way too high. Usually in years gone by, they would have a lower price for children's tickets or they'd have family tickets, etc. But it seems hungrier this year now with the cost of living and everything. My son, his granddad, and I went to last year's panto and paid out for it but unfortunately it will have to be a tradition lost this year they should really consider the families on lower incomes I'm on social welfare and it would be almost all of my weekly income gone on one Christmas activity I have three kids last year I just took my eldest but his brother is now of the age that he wants to go to it's impossible to pick only one child to bring because you can't afford to take them all not at a cost like that at 40 euro per child. Uh, Just for context, uh, Neil, two adults and two children in a London theatre to see Peter Pan is 113 euro. A top quality panto, big difference to cork prices. And that's when you convert sterling to euro and you take in the fact that it's two adults and two children at Peter Pan in London, 113 euro, whereas the equivalent to that, say for instance in the Opera House, would be 200 euro. Back after 11, text 0868104106. The Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. Nothing is cheap these days, guys. Nothing is cheap these days, no matter what it is. And a lot of time it has to do with uh, the cost of living, inflation and stuff like that. Um, I see an interesting text here saying Brexit, I suppose. The war in Ukraine, blame for everything, even panto tickets. My local cafe recently charged me €4 Euro for a scone. Oh, those Russians and those Brexiteers, they've ruined my panto and my visit to the cafe. I wonder what did you get for the scone, though? So was it a big scone, a big fruity scone? Did it have butter with it? Was there jam with it? Was there perhaps a cup of tea on the side? Or was it just a scone on a plate? That's kind of the money you're going to pay now. If you're thinking that you go in and you get a scone for two fifty with jam or indeed jam and uh, butter... Uh, think again. Um, this is this is an interesting one, uh, and I'm happy to oblige. Uh, just wondering, is there anywhere in Cork serving Christmas dinner to non-hotel residents? I would much appreciate any info, as I've rung around numerous hotels, but to no avail. 
the idea, the impression I'm getting from that text is that there probably are hotels that are doing Christmas dinner, but not for walk-ins, not for non-hotel residents. And this clearly is an individual who perhaps is looking for a bit of Christmas dinner on their own. Uh, can anybody help in that regard? Text 0868 uh, You have to have your Christmas tree and decorations up for the toy show. Full stop. That should be written into law, says one texter. All right. Our neighbour had the tree up over the weekend, and how do you feel about that? Are you envious? considering doing it yourself why does it bother people so much about Christmas decorations do you want uh, do what you want in your own home I have four kids and they love Christmas so do I it brings happiness and joy to the house during the winter months I always had the tree up anyway for the toy show at the end of November it's the beginning of Christmas for us the toy show uh, my eight-year-old son has autism and he just cannot wait for the tree to be up he'll probably be putting the tree up this coming weekend but not the outside lights until after the toy show. I wonder would it make a difference now, the toy show, without Ryan Tuberty? Because regardless of what you say about the Late Late Show, he did a damn good job of the toy show, didn't he? Christmas decorations should go up on the 10th of December, the day of our daughter's birthday. But they come down on the 27th. I love Christmas, but I hate the decorations. Well, you certainly are snappy enough and quick enough about getting them down, in fairness to you. Mean Anulog. Me, Nanulog, as the month of Christmas. The answer is in the name, says Ashling. Uh, Christmas is great for a lot of people, but for me, it's misery. Telling kids that I mightn't be able to get what they ask for Christmas morning. I dread it. I try my best for my kids, and no matter what I give them, they always appreciate it. Well, you have well-reared kids there, and I suppose you can kind of understand then why people end up buying um, earlier because they can't afford to lay out an awful lot of cash maybe in the few weeks up to Christmas. So they're kind of tipping away, getting bargains and buying for the few months in advance. Some people spoke to on the air some time back. Where, remember we were dealing with this before and people were saying the best time to do Christmas shopping is January after Christmas because that's when you get all the bargains. So keep those coming. Text 0868104106. Calls on the way. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Ah, it's going to happen, lads. I'd say it's definitely going to happen. I've been asking you all morning if we were to do it and... Uh what would it be, as in what Christmas songs? So you have been texting 086-8104-106. And Claire is across the text so far. So what song is popping up more? Oh, actually, there are people who are saying, if you dare to play a Christmas song, I'm turning off. Absolutely. That's definitely coming in a bit now. People are saying, Neil, if you play a Christmas song today, I am gone. And the radio is going off. And there are people trying to... So they turn to... back on after four <laughs> minutes. <like. laughs> Mags also, Mags the Grinch, she calls herself, wanted to remind you that there are 12 days of Christmas none of which are in November. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm a, I agree. This is way too early. So I'm in that camp. Yeah. You know, I, for me, it would be shorter. Uh, it would be more concentrated. Concentrated, yeah. And But but I wouldn't have it spread over two months like we do. I'm similar. I'm very similar to you. And I love Christmas, you know, so I, I can't wait to get into it. But I, I just don't want to get kind of exhausted by it either. So I like to wait until the 1st of December. Are you okay with me playing a Christmas song? Well, do you know what? The people are speaking as well. And we have to listen to them. And a lot of them are saying to please play a Christmas song. And we're getting loads 
loads of different ones in. We're getting Slade. Merry Christmas. Good we're getting one. Frankie Goes to Hollywood, which Good isn't one. Christmassy, but it is Christmassy at the same time. Uh, Mariah Carey is creeping in the there. I think Frankie's video was the parallel of yeah. was a nativity scene, though, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a gorgeous video, actually. So it is it's a, a Christmas lovely song. Christmas song. Yeah, yeah and, and that's what that's what the person who sent that in said. is It's it's Christmassy, but it's not Christmassy. You know, like the words might not be Christmassy, but, but I think it's the birth of Jesus and the travelling to yeah. Bethlehem. Exactly. It's, it's a gorgeous yeah. video. It's a okay. lovely video. Okay, so Slade, Frankie, what else? Yeah, E17, Stay Another Day is Good in one. there as well. Um, but some of the more popular ones, um, Driving Home for Christmas, Chris Rhea, which I know you really like. Yeah, and I won't be playing that because I'd be deemed to be greedy if I do, so I won't <laughs> do that one. I'll save that. But topping the list on the text today is definitely uh, Fairy Tale of New York. Is it? Shane McGowan okay. and Kirsten Calls okay. Classic. Why yeah. should it? That shouldn't surprise me. No, it's the same every year. Irish people just love Fairy Tale of New York. They just love it. I think it really epitomizes Christmas, and I think it was just sure we're always proud of everything we do in Ireland, aren't we? So totally. We so so is, it way, is it way ahead of all of the others at this stage? Yeah, there's a good there's a good few in for Fairy Tale. I would say Driving Home for Christmas would be second, and yeah. then Slade would be a close third. No Mariah so. Carey, no Bing. She only or came David in one or two. Uh, Judy Garland did come in one of the older style ones. Have yourself a merry little Christmas, which is a lovely little one. <laughs> um, even even talking about it on the fifth of November, I know insane. it's weird, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah, so yeah. so weird. But look, the people the people are saying what they want as well. All right, so. let's leave it open for another little while. <laughs> what Christmas song and it seems to be thanks Claire it's very telling New York seems to be way ahead text 0868104106 I hope you do play that Christmas song this morning my son and his girlfriend Aoife are heading to Australia at the start of December and are waiting on you to play the first Christmas song to put up decorations and start Christmas early Aoife is listening patiently every day waiting for you to play that song she's your number one fan by far any chance you could mention her name when you play the Christmas song we will miss them terribly but know that adventures await them. So on the one hand, you will miss them, uh, but they need to go, don't they? And they need to have that kind of, um, that bit of exploring uh, and head off and see what the world is like. They may decide to come back again. Who knows? But again, at the same time, it's a bit of a sad indictment that so many people have to go away. But it's a great experience. And I'm sure you're you're grasping onto the fact and holding onto the fact that it is a great experience for them to do what they're going to do and it will set them up for life. Um, yeah, don't you dare. It's not Christmas yet, for God's sake. If you play a Christmas song, I'm off. I wonder if, if playing a Christmas song would get Anthony to turn the radio off. I probably think it probably would. Anthony, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. Um, so, how do we start this this morning? Oh, yeah, the start of November or even before Halloween the Christmas ads were on, the Christmas lights were up and the shops were playing Christmas music. Your thoughts? Well, I just, I kind of think, has everybody lost the real meaning of Christmas? It's not about presents. It's not about trees. It's not trying to keep up the Joneses. I have better decorations than you have. And, you know, I have to say, (coughs) excuse me, I have to say as well, for a lot of people, Christmas is an extremely lonely time. It is, without a doubt. Yeah. I lost my mo- my wife last month, and we didn't have any children. And I've lost my mother and my father, and I've lost a brother. And every Christmas, I just think of them. And it's a very, very lonely time for a lot of people. It's not all fun and excitement and joy, you know. I, My condolence, I Anthony, forget in, about in all it. the years that you've been on air with me, do you know what I'm going to say to you? I never knew you were married. 
Oh yes, 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 I was. You kept that part of your life very private, and I, I appreciate and respect that. So I'm very sad to. And would that. you believe who I was married to? Your wife, a Russian, a Russian. <laughs> so I, I have dual citizenship. To I Russia. never knew that. That is so sad. How are you coping? Sure, you know, you just try and get on what is the best you can. That's it. She was knocked down like we were divorced, but she was living in London, <clears throat> and she was knocked down crossing the street and killed suddenly. And I just got a phone call then from her mother and she said, Anthony, she's passed away. And I said, oh, my God. And, you know, you kind of, you have to deal with these things. You have to cope with these things. And what I'd like to say as a Christmas song, if you don't mind, is Boney and Mary's Boy Child. That's a good one. That's another good one. Yeah. I absolutely love that. It always cheers me up. I was and always a big fan I, I, of the Boney M, actually. I thought they were very underrated. Um, I thought they, they were, were actually, they were much more yeah. that people gave them credit for. Um, so, you, you talk about missing the real meaning of Christmas. Unfortunately, as, as decades go by, less and less people are religious. You, you realise that, that the significance oh, of yes, it... Oh, yes, and uh, um, I respect that. Yeah, just it's just I not front religious. and centre in more people's lives anymore, you know? Yes, and <clears throat> like similar to the the lady that was talking earlier on, I think she did. She say she worked in Debenhams. Yeah, I worked in Duns, and if I heard Frosty the Snowman and Santa Claus is coming to town, it's got to be and torture. I saw Mammy kissing Santa Claus. That <laughs> was just played all day long when you were working. You'd need, over you'd and need over danger and money, over. wouldn't you? You need be you'd need time and a half to put up with it. <laughs> It would melt your head. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's all. It, it, you listen. You, you can't stop the tide of commercialism. And if there's money to be made, you know, I think you'd agree with that. You know, retail will find a way of making it. Well, yes, of course, people have to make a living. I I, I respect that as well, and I understand that. But I just think, like, uh, with all the conversations you had this morning so far, I didn't hear one person say about Mary and Joseph. And baby Jesus. It was just all about Christmas trees and presents and... Lights and what you're buying. You know, and it's just... And the late, late toy show. I mean, I I just... I don't mean to sound like a Grinch, but... You know, like I said, I think I would speak for a lot of people. A lot of people find it very lonely when you're on your own. So what would Christmas be like for you without wishing to pry? Will you... Will you celebrate Christmas? It could just be another day. I don't celebrate it. I don't I don't put up any decorations. I don't do anything. I put up a crepe, all right. The real meaning of Christmas. But other than that, no, it'll just be another day for me. Yeah. What about what about gifts or receiving or giving gifts? Oh yes, yes, but not go too mad and like I was saying there earlier on. You know, you get a gift and sometimes you're like, oh, God, this is absolutely horrible. (laughs) And then you try to re-gift it. (laughs) And you have to remember who you're re-gifting to. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't fall into that trap either. And like yourself, I I have sciatica for the last two weeks, so I can barely walk. So I think we're all the walking wounded at the moment. Walking wounded is right, man. Well, look at look after yourself. We'll talk again this side of Christmas for sure. We will. All right.
Yes, of course. Nice talking to you again. Take care, all, Ali, the all the best. Bye. Bye. I went to book the pantomime over the weekend. It was costing €175 Euro for a family of five. That doesn't count the price of the food to go with all of that. It's an expensive undertaking. Uh, check out the Panto and Ring of Skiddy this year. It's €10 Euro for adults tickets and a fiver for a child. And there's a family option available as well. Uh, the Panto tickets that you talk of or the Springsteen concert tickets that you talk of for just another sign of good old rip-off Ireland. Are you really that surprised, Neil? Um, those €20 Euro tickets that were sold by the operas were sp- specific dates and I'm almost certain that there were midweek tickets. Well, at least there was, a, a, you know, a reduced ticket price for some of them. Not many, but for some. But I did get a response from the Opera House because um, we were quite curious as to, you know, how you could stand over prices like that. And they say that there is a family discount for families of four and more. A typical example would be two adults and two children. But you have to log into the Opera House website, which takes just one or two easy steps. Once you go through the booking process, there is a decent discount added. 99% of people would be aware that there is a family ticket available. But we will look at making it clearer on our website when a person logs on for the first time. So says the Opera House. Ticket sales for this year's Panto far exceeds what they were at this stage in previous years. So they're very optimistic of a very good year and a bumper year at the Panto. Um, I, I don't see in this response from the, the Opera House what the cost, though, of the uh, family uh, ticket might be. So um, maybe you might clarify that for me and see exactly how much it would be a family ticket and what prices it's safe for two adults and two children or two adults and three children. I don't want to come on air but uh, or have my name called up, but I'm totally disappointed with the Bruce Springsteen sale this morning. When I logged on, there were 18,679 people before me. So I queued and I queued and I queued. 59 minutes later, I got through to book my wheelchair ticket and my carer ticket as well. Normally, I pay for my own and my carer is free, as is the same if COPE or any other organisation took a group. But when I went to checkout, I was being charged nearly €220. Euro. I suppose Ticketmaster would blame Parky Cueve and vice versa. And one more on Bruce. It was €168.60 each for my t- seated ticket, including booking charges. I suppose he is still one of the biggest artists in the world. So to have him on our doorstep in Cork is fantastic. And a testament uh, by the quick sale of tickets. It's sold out very quickly this morning. People are prepared to pay that kind of money, obviously. I just looked at the hotels and Kinsale or Carrigaline were the closest available now. Not that we needed accommodation, but I said I'd have a look out of interest to Simon in Timaleague. Actually, I can't, I can't reach you right now, but we did a look at hotel prices for the Bruce Springsteen dates last week and there was really nothing to see with regards to ticket prices. I'm going to have another look at hotel prices for the night of the gig now that the tickets have been sold out. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a big increase in the ticket prices for that night, but we'll certainly have a look. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday, 0818-104-106. Yep, Kevin says, uh, forget about Christmas music. He says, I'm changing stations if you even attempt a song. It's way too early uh, to answer your questions from listeners this morning. It's not a religious holiday anymore, but three months of a retailer's paradise. Time to get out of here, as I do every Christmas period. Um, that price, actually, for the Opera House Panto ticket, I've managed to get it now. I think the, the, the Opera House need to change their website and put a little icon on it or a small little box that you can click on for a family uh, ticket because two adults and two children can get 
four tickets for 145 euro, which is a 15 euro discount. But it's not you can't see it when you go through the booking process. So the opera says that they're going to improve that uh, system. So there is, um, you know, uh, a much earlier opportunity to see and to click on the family ticket. So two adults and two children, 145 euro, which is 15 euro cheaper than buying four. 40 euro tickets. Mind you, um, who'd want to come into town anyways to see? We came into the city at 5.45 last Saturday for my brother's graduation dinner in a city centre restaurant and parked in the Grand Parade because I have a newborn baby. After a lovely meal, we were heading back to the car. This fella was running after people and screaming into their faces and being nothing short of very aggressive. I felt very vulnerable with a little baby. So we had to dip into pennies and walk on to Patrick Street and the whole way around to get back to the Grand Parade car park just to avoid him. When we got to the entrance, we could still hear him roaring and screaming, uh, no guards around. We felt so threatened and intimidated by these addicts running after people, screaming at them and intimidating them. And we felt so unsafe and kept feeling him swooshing past us and the buggy. Even my husband, who's well able to take care of himself, felt afraid And with the newborn in the buggy, we felt very vulnerable. Bear in mind, this was well before 7.30pm in the evening, the time when families would be in the city for dinner. I can tell you something for nothing. We won't be coming back into the city again. It's nothing short of a kip. Now, that's sad to hear. All too often, we get uh, correspondence like that, but it's still sad to hear. Text 0868104106. And the Springsteen tickets sold out very, very fast this morning. And a big response to it from you guys. Um, it's not normally worth it, but if it's anything like his last gig, bring it on. You could be dead tomorrow, so feck it. Profiteering, don't you know, is part and parcel of the modern world, sadly. But look, for a one-off, why not? Pay the Bruce Springsteen ticket price. Plus, you get what you pay for. Proper artists don't come don't come around that often. Acts like Westlife and Boyzone don't do it for me. Springsteen is proper quality and worth paying for. I'm quite sure that Kevin would agree with that as being a huge Springsteen fan for a long, long time. Kevin, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good, my man. And thank you for sending me the screen grabs of Springsteen tickets going back to the 80s? 1985 in Slane and the other ticket was 1987. That was a Tunnel Love Tour. Okay. Slane, the price of the ticket in Slane was £15 at the time. All at Neeson's, the old Neeson's there on Patrick Street. Yeah. And the price then of the Tunnel of Love. The Tunnel of Love album was the album after the Born in the USA album. Yeah. And I bought that ticket in Shanahan's. Do you remember Shanahan's? <laughs> I, I, I bumped into Peter Shanahan only a few months Peter ago. Shanahan, up yeah. around the Mardike. Yeah. He's in good form. Yeah, great guy. Yeah. We bought it off him there. And all the tickets used to be underneath the counter of the shop. And you'd go in and you'd pay your money and they'd give it a ticket. And you'd mine the ticket then like gold <laughs> you know, until, the, until the day of the gig. It's fantastic. Yeah, great. So I have, a, I have a screen grab here of Springsteen, the RDS, the jumping enclosure for the Tunnel of Love tour in July of 88. Cost, yeah. uh, where is the second cost on that ticket? Do you know where it is? Uh, 1850 down the end. It's so 18 pounds 50 in 1988. Yeah. Was that a, yeah. that was a, that was a decent wedge of cash like? Yeah, in 1988, I was, after coming back from Canada, I was in Canada, I came back and I got a job in a lovely menswear shop in town called Harmony in Princess Street. A yeah. gentleman called Barry Rose used to own it. Yeah, I remember it. Bought and a few suits there. Yeah. there. I was working there with Liam Casey. Two of us was working there. And at the time, I was earning £75 a week. 
So for £75 into your love, is it? Into my love, into my hand, and I pay then, what, eighteen fifty then for a ticket. So, so that was a quarter like of your course. weekly wage, yeah. right? It was, yeah. So a quarter yeah. of your weekly wage does not compare with the cost of a Springsteen ticket now. It would be closer Correct. to maybe... For many people, I have to say, their take-home pay, it could be half their weekly wage. It would be, yeah. Why? But it's worth every penny. It's worth every penny. To see a Springsteen show, you go to the show, he has no support, he comes on the stage at six o'clock, half a six, he plays for three, three and a half hours, and it's just... It's just an unbelievable experience. He's playing his old stuff. Like, he's still playing the songs that he played in Slane in 1985. He's still playing Born to Run. He's still playing The River, Prove It All Night. He's playing all these different songs from an album collection probably going back 50 years. But, but Kevin, to some extent he has to because Springsteen hasn't been known to have hits in the last 20 years. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. I don't think Springsteen ever had a number one. I think he had a number two with a, with a song called Hungry Heart. It came off the River album. But he ne- I don't even think Born in the USA went to number one. No, I'm not, I'm not discrediting his talent. I mean, clearly he gives fabulous value and he is a, an incredibly talented man. But he'd need to be playing his back catalogue. Anyway, all artists should play back catalogue because it's the hits Correct. that made them famous. Correct. Like, I think the last time he played Parky Creeves, there was an awful lot of people disappointed that he didn't play the river. Parky Creeves was situated on the edge of the River Lee and they were all waiting for him to sing the river. Yeah, I heard and that. He never why, sang the so river. why didn't he do it? Why didn't he do it? I don't know. I don't know. He has a set list. He, he writes a set list. He could write that set list coming down in the car to a concert and he'd have a set list. He'd be in the he'd be in the stadium an hour beforehand he'd print them all he'd give them to all the lads in the band all the guys in the band they're all bar musicians he always says that they, they've come up playing in bars they can play any song yeah, yeah. he just he used to take I think it was I think it was the last tour not not this one or the one before people used to bring people used to bring cardboard signs with names of songs on the signs and it wouldn't even be a Springsteen song. And he'd just go around and he'd pluck the signs out of the crowd and he'd say to the band, we're playing this now, off the cuff, and they'd play a super song. Yeah, yeah. So but, but his really fans are forgiving of not playing The River, probably his biggest hit, though. I mean, yeah, that, the, the, the for me, fans, that really is dropping the ball, but maybe people yeah. understand. Yeah, the true fans want to hear the more hardcore stuff, you know. Like my son now, Josh, He's twenty. He's twenty-three. I sent you a clip that he followed him around Europe. How many gigs has he seen? I see this video. Yeah, he's gone from yeah, here he to went, Edinburgh last, to Rome. Last year he went. He went Sweden, Rome, Germany, Milan, Italy, London. He went everywhere to see him, and he wants to hear the early stuff. He wants to hear the early albums. He 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 knows more about Springsteen now than I do, and I grew up with Springsteen. I started following Springsteen one Sunday afternoon sitting at home in my parents' house. And do you remember MTUSA? I do, with Vince Hanley. Vince Hanley, born in the USA, and the river came on. And since that day, bang. Where did your son get the bug then? Probably listening to him as he was growing up in the house with me. But now he's a real fan. He has a fabulous uh, Instagram page called Fans of Bruce Springsteen. And he has maybe five to 10,000 followers. And he lists up 
all different gigs, all different songs, all different information about Springsteen. He's a huge fan. So is it really you or your fan. son, or both of you together, have seen him 18 times? Well, I've seen him probably 18 times. Josh has probably seen him more now. Like more than 18, like 28? Yeah, yeah. I used to bring Josh to all the concerts when he was a young fella. And at one concert, it was the um, Devils and Dust tour. It was a sing, it was a solo tour. And he played in the Point Depot in Dublin. So it was Springsteen on stage with an acoustic guitar playing. How old is he? How old is he now, Kev? Josh, Bruce is it? Bruce Bruce or Josh? Bruce. Bruce. Bruce is 74. How does he stay so fit? Because he just, he has an amazing diet. He's lean. He, you know, all he does is think, I just think he eats boiled fish. He's just very, very fit man. Very lean man. Looks after himself. He had to cancel now last tour there because he got... He had an infection in his stomach. Something happened in many. You know, know the image of him, like oh, you see Springsteen, you think he'd be a great guy for the burgers and the steaks and the barbecues yeah. and the bottles yeah. bot- of cold beer. Guy, yeah. You know that kind yeah. of way, like. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's yeah. not like that. He has to really mind himself. You know, another oh, person, another person that's like that is is Rod Stewart for his age. Yeah, forgive correct. me, I don't have yeah. his age to hand, but he'd yeah. be yeah. he'd be older than Bruce Springsteen anyway. He would. He'd be older than Bruce, yeah. So Bruce would be 75 probably when he comes back to Ireland next year. Rod Stewart's 78. Thanks, yeah. Kevin. Imagine a 78-year-old like Rod Stewart can still kick yeah. his legs up to his head. Yeah, but Rod Stewart isn't playing three-hour gigs. He doesn't have a big fender strapped around him. He's not hopping around the stage. Rod would be a more... Would Rob be more like a cabaret yeah, show? No, he, I mean, he does strut his stuff, though. He he really does. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've even seen him yeah. kicking five and ten and fifteen footballs off the stage. Yeah, out so, onto the stadium. You know yeah. I mean? Like they they are, yeah. for for their age, they really are in great shape. Um, yeah. You know, like dancing with the dancing in the dark. Incidentally, went to number two in nineteen eighty four. So yep. I made it certified platinum. Two. So he'd never yeah. had a number one, no. No, it never had a number one, and Dancing in the Dark was a big hit. I say he gathered probably 50% of his fans through that song. Remember, he was dancing there with Courtney Cox on stage? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he yeah. took her up and he took her for a dance. Yeah. It and must be a wonderful a thing, though. Back, yeah. You know, go, I mean, I, I once went to a gig, my son just impromptu, just off the cuff, bought me a, gig, a couple of tickets for Fleetwood Mac. Uh, at yeah. the at the RDS now it it was kind of a Lindsay Buckingham wasn't part of the band he had been he had been sacked at that stage but the two of us rocked up to Dublin for the for the for the Fleetwood Mac gig and it was a great gig to be at with your son so it must be great for yeah. you to do that kind of thing oh fantastic Josh Josh did the bulk of the concerts last year on his own and I went to Amsterdam with him we went to Amsterdam we went to Amsterdam together and that was a great concert there and then we flew back to Cork and I think the following week then he went up to Gothenburg he got a Ryanair flight up to Gothenburg and he hung around up there for a while and then he he was everywhere and now he has most of his tickets bought now for the European leg of next year and he fits his life around, he fits his life and work around Springsteen not the other way around he does he does. He fits. He he'll save up now, and he'll book all his flights, and he'll book all his hotels, and he'll be in the pit. He'll be in the pit of every concert. And we, that means that you you get this band. You put around. Once you're there early, you form a queue, and then you're given a number, and that then gets you into the pit. So right. that gives you onto yeah. the dance floor, and you see him. And, and the Cork gig, Parky Cueve. Are you going with Josh? Oh yes, Josh got the tickets. Josh got the tickets, and he got the tickets today for Crow Park. 
So whether he'll go to Kilkenny now or Belfast, I'm not sure. But he'll rather go probably to... Once he sees him twice in Ireland, then he'll go to England and he'll head over to Europe then and he'll experience that. Listen, Khmer, he be, could be doing an awful lot worse with his few bob. Would either yeah. of you ever love to meet him? I had a chance of meeting him once. <laughs> and you blew it, is it? I didn't blow it. Now, my wife now will kill me for this. Um, it was a concert in Dublin. I was up there with Liam Casey. You know Liam, don't I you? I do. Liam Casey, yeah. wonderful guy, yeah. He's yeah. flying, we were isn't up he? There with Liam. Yeah, yeah. He's flying, he's doing very well. We were up there with Liam and myself and Suzanne were staying in a hotel. We went back to the hotel and Liam rang me. Liam rang me and said, Kevin, your name is on the door of Lily Bordello's. I'm standing next to Bruce Springsteen. He says, come on in. And yeah. I didn't go in. Why? Because <laughs> I wouldn't leave Suzanne on her own. Ah, oh, the romance in the <laughs> and man. And that was my only chance of meeting him. You know, I could have met him. Do I want to meet him now? I, I don't know. I'd rather Josh meet him. You know, if there was a chance of one of us to get backstage, I'd say, Josh, go on, you meet him. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've a buddy, I've a buddy actually um, who knows Springsteen quite well because uh, they share a common interest in horses, right? I know um, the guy, Tom. Tom Busteed. Yeah, I've I know spo- Tom well. I've spoken yeah. to him in a while though. I, I might give him yeah. an old Bellarooney because he, he's in Cork, yeah. isn't he, Tom? He is, Tom. Actually, Tom, I was in contact with Tom for the last concert and Tom sent me a fabulous picture of him standing next to Bruce in his, in his dressing room before the concert. You, what I'm saying to um, you is, like, if anybody could square yeah. that away for yeah, a quick meet and yeah. greet, and a queer, greet and a quick selfie, it would be Tom Busteed, wouldn't it? it? It would be. I know Tom well. Friends of mine know Tom. Um, I have Tom's mobile. If I hear anything about Bruce or I get a clip on WhatsApp on Bruce, I'd always forward it on to Tom. So Tom would be one of the guys that could probably, um, if you're listening, Tom, could maybe arrange that for Josh. Not me, for Josh. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try if I can hook up with Tom. I haven't spoken to him in a long time, but now that yeah. Bruce Springsteen's coming to town, he's worth a call again. Yeah. Give him a chat. Give him a call on the air. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. But listen. Tom would be very friendly with him. Really friendly oh, with him. Oh, very close, yeah. Oh, over you to know. each other. Oh, listen. Over to each other's for dinner and cold beers. Correct. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. First name Tom's terms. A great guy. Lovely fella. Yeah. Really nice guy. Uh, and he has great stories. If you sit down with him, he has great stories about Bruce, so how he met him and with the same interest in that, you know. So I have to ask you, I won't yeah. keep you much longer because I, I know you've got a lot to do. Uh, 170 yeah. bucks for a ticket standing in the middle of yeah. Parky Cueve. Seriously? Yeah. I think it's worth it. Yeah. Does he need it I though? I mean, worked. would he even be aware of that concert price ticket, I wonder? No, so sure, sure, Bruce doesn't need the money. Sure, he sold his collection there last year for five hundred million to yeah, Sony. So, um, is it other people are getting getting dibs into the ticket prices than all the other people? Probably, yeah. probably. But, but if you look at the infrastructure need to put in a Bruce to put on a Bruce Springsteen concert, look at the cost of the stadium, the cost of the staff, the cost of the security. Right. But how much was an Ed Sheeran ticket? I think it'd be Cree. around maybe 120 quid, was it? Was it that, yeah? Because that, that, sta- that stage and the, the lighting yeah, and the yeah. pyrotechnics and everything for yeah. Sheeran, so the best I've ever seen in my life, but yet it's yeah, coming Bruce, in... There's no frills. There's no frills with Bruce. What you get with a Springsteen concert is you get the E Street Band, you get Bruce Springsteen on a stage with two video screens and a bit of lighting. No support act, zero. Yeah. You're going to see Bruce, really raw, rock and roll, 
and that's what you see. Yeah, but I'm seeing here now tickets for the Cork and Limerick dates for Ed Sheeran, 81 euro for standing, 91 euro for seated. I was at that gig and the lighting and the show and the stage, oh, which was amazing. 360, was amazing. But yet it's coming in at, and I know there's been a bit of inflation, but surely be to God, it wouldn't go from 91 euro for, or 81 euro for a standing ticket for Ed Sheeran to 170 euro for a standing ticket for Bruce. I know, but I know. I don't know who's making the money out of it. Bruce is getting a fair share out of it. He's musicians, all the legendary E Street band guys who've been with him for 50 years. They're probably getting a good chunk of it, you know, and then the cost of it. So, yeah, Elton John, Elton John's, Elton John's standing ticket. Um, just take the highlight off that, guys, because I can't see it. Uh, 96 euro plus a booking fee. Wow, yeah, well, he's, probably, he's, pricey, he's pricey. Yeah, but I mean, listen, come here. You guys are diehard. You'd pay that and more. We will. We pay for more, and people out there will pay the same. Probably, Neil, there's not many concerts left in him. You might get one more tour from him. I don't know. He might just say, look, this is my last tour. He might do a second tour. He might do another tour. I don't know. All right. Okay. You Listen, know? final so, word on this one. Somebody texted in to say, I remember reading at one stage regarding the Cork concert that Bruce Springsteen said he couldn't slow down to sing the river because he was just too hyper. Well, now, there you go. There you go. That's the answer. Mind yourself, yeah. pal. Take care, Kev. Neil, good talking Cheers, to you. Mind much. yourself. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818 Red FM. Many other topics that I planned on doing this morning, but tomorrow will be good for all of that. Incidentally, to be fair to Cork Opera House, Neil, the Pantone tickets go on sale in July and they're around €24 Euro ahead once the early bird tickets sell out. I presume it reverts to higher prices. We got ours in July for four people for €96 Euro all in, including the service charges. So to be fair to them, they do have cheaper tickets available, so it's not fair for people to knock them on the price. Uh, you don't understand the price of the panto? Don't go. Vote with your feet. I don't understand why you would continue to support it. If enough people didn't go, the prices would have to be revised. Two different texts with two different uh, opinions. Now, there, are, there were, I don't know whether there still are, I'm assuming there are, still cheaper prices for the 29th, 30th of November and for the 1st of December, 7pm. I see them here, €17.50 Euro for Wednesday the 29th and for Thursday the 30th and Friday the 1st, €20. Euro. But the day after that, up to thirty-five fifty with a booking fee. Um, so, again, it's the early bird gets the worm, I suppose. Yes, my apologies. I got a couple of texts from people saying you're giving out the wrong date. It's actually the 6th of uh, November and not the 5th. I've no idea why. My watch didn't change date. I suppose uh, it's up to me to do it and I forgot. So my apologies for that. Anyway, let's stay. Oh, and it will happen. It will happen. There will be a Christmas song, won't there? So far, it would seem to be Fairy Tale in New York with Christy McCall and the Pogues is way out in front. I don't see that changing in the next three minutes but anyway we'll have to wait and see text 0868104106 Louise good morning um, let me get my phone lines there you are good morning um, Springsteen fan big time yeah big time uh, how many times um, heading towards 50 I think I have to go and count again Five? Oh, oh my god that must be all over the world is it well the states England and Ireland okay are you on a speakerphone there I am, yeah. Just come off it there quickly while we chat for a couple of minutes. So you, well, you Sorry, I have the earphones in. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, just try and take yeah. them out as I, as I wait for you to do that. You say, Bruce Springsteen, 40 Are times. Yeah, that's better. Starting with the okay. first Slain gig. Is that 88? Yeah. It, no, 85. 85. Oh, my God. Were you hooked that. from that date on? I was, well, I was hooked before from the River album. 
got so, me hooked. Okay, so 50 gigs. How far okay, afield co- did you coming, travel? Coming on. Uh, I've gone to the States, Florida, um, and Ireland, Edinburgh, Wembley. So hopefully I'll go further this year. Because this year alone, you'll do four Springsteen gigs. Well, I have tickets for four. Assuming you'll go to them, yeah? Oh, yes, well, that's that's a given, unless I'm dead. Right. And, like, you would think that somebody who has kind of ratcheted up 45, nearly 50 gigs, that you'd get to meet him at some stage at any one of those, no? Well, I met him, I waited for him, and I sound like one that's uh, a bit of a weirdo, but I waited for him at the secret sessions. I met him, I shook hands with him, but not... Was that on Broadway? No, no, in Dublin. All right. Point. So you did shake hands with him? I did shake hands with him, yes. Job done as a super fan. I launched myself at him. <laughs> How did he react? <laughs> well, he just shook hands and smiled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was your one quest in life, was it? To press the flesh with the boss. <laughs> oh, no, there's still... Another meeting wouldn't wouldn't could be another quest, you know. I wouldn't turn that down. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we even rock up to his ranch at some stage over in America, no? Well, I was on a tour there in uh, 2012. I was made redundant in 2012, and I went to uh, I went to three gigs in MetLife Stadium. In MetLife Stadium, wow! Yeah, that's, and we did the tour. Yeah, that's that's what does the tour involve then? New Jersey, is it? Yeah, you just they just take you around to places where. You know, diners and the, the the stone pony and places like that. So there'd be places he uh, socialised in, places he worked, oh, no, where he lived. No, he would he would still be there. The, and you meet people in Asbury Park, and they would have seen him the previous week or said hello to him the last <laughs> month. Or you know, he's just a regular guy that there, like, there's no big deal. Maybe he might he be up and down. Maybe he might be down up and down Oliver Plunkett Street next May. You wouldn't know. <laughs> Well, he does love Ireland, you know that. Without a doubt, he does. Yeah. So looking forward to it. All four gigs, including Parky Cueve. Well played to you. Can't wait, can't wait. Have, well, you, have you ever at the end of the gig? Yeah, I, I was at um, a gig in Dublin. I'm going to say it was Lansdowne Road, would I be right? Massive, the, the Aviva, Aviva, maybe the Aviva or some big state? Yes, I would say. No, this was in North, was it the RDS? Um, for me, anyway, as as not not a huge Springsteen fan, I found the gig way too long. Oh Jesus! Oh, excuse me, I forgot I'm on radio. Um, <laughs> Just thought three, hours, three and a half hours. Isn't half long enough? No, you want to be a totally diehard fan for that. That's just what the value you get. I know you're. You know, listen, you know, yeah, I, I knew. I Kylie, Kylie Minogue was on it in um, Las Vegas over the weekend. An hour and a half. And some of them are less. I know, no comparison, like yeah. three, three and a half hours. Yeah. Well, now that he's 74, he's doing three hours. He's starting to cut back a bit. He's starting to cut back. <laughs> All right, well, listen, there's still a lot of life in the old dog yet. Uh, yes, and, and, and most of his fans... And our group. <laughs> Fair play. Keep it lit. Thanks, Louise. Actually, talking about things that are long and probably too long, we went to see Martin Scorsese's film last night, Killers of the Flower Moon, with DiCaprio and De Niro. It's a fantastic film. It really is. And it's based on true life, uh, much to do with the Native Americans and how they were treated by people with regards to oil and trying to rob their land and trying to rob their oil and things. Very, very true. Very powerful film, but way too long. It's like, I, I think it's easily three and a half hours long. 
Oh my God, it easily is. It's a great film, but I think it would have been even a better film if you were in and out in under two hours. Like you, I mean, it started, I don't know, it started at like quarter to eight and I think it finished at five past 11 or something. I mean, it was just incredible. It's got to be one of the longest films I've ever sat through. I don't know whether you agree or disagree. Our movie's getting longer. Anyway, <laughs> it is time. <laughs> Won't be safe to walk the streets of Cork after this. What do I care? I'm brave. There was Christmas Eve. So perfi- that's permission if it ever were needed for people to put up Christmas trees and Christmas lights or to wish each other happy Christmas. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.